Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And welcome back to Skyrotech, everyone. Today's episode, we're discussing the very popular, not controversial at all, streamer challenge that everyone's enjoying and having a good time, except for someone in the podcast, not going to name <laughs> anyone, uh, followed by we're discussing a logical ban and unban, of course. Uh, then there's a Twitch Rivals event coming up, which looks to be pretty cool. I took a peek at the rules. looks pretty neat. Uh, we got some statistics from... Our favorite statistician, Gigabeef, <laughs> as always. Then we're going to be going over some comments, uh, a couple of those we can squeeze in, and then closing with my own coming to terms of my own disillusion with Tarkov. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. So, what have I been up to this week, Giga? What have you been up to? I've been up to nothing tarkov related um <gasps> i was yes. originally going to be doing the streamer challenge like i talked about last week presumably did i talk did i say that i think i, I said yeah, i was yeah. going to but i don't think yeah. we knew all of the details about it um so i was going to be streaming nine hours eight hours sorry eight hours every day from it was originally sunday and then they changed it to monday through to i guess like when I guess, like, yeah, is it going to finish, like, next Wednesday from today's day? Because today, today it's been on for five days. Like, the, today is the fifth day. Um, and then because of the way that things panned out, I ended up not participating at all, um, actually just getting a bit annoyed in general and um, not streaming at all, which was quite a turnaround. So let, let's, let's take it right back to the beginning, right? So the streamer challenge from the outset, we talked through the different rules. On, I think it was the Scav Talk two time two weeks ago. They announced the rules. They had the video where they showed each day, and each day mm -hmm. had like a series of points and yada yada yada. And I think if you go to, I mean, even just like let's just look at the first one, right? So day one, we said previously like eliminate killer for five points, Bitcoin for ten, graphics card for two, Scav on interchange is one, Scav with an SMG is one, any streamer item is one point, right? So I think we already pretty much determined what the meta was going to be here on the cast. It's pretty obvious when you read it through that right. killing three scavs with an SMG is going to be worth more than killer. No one's really going to go and farm killer. Like where you even find a Bitcoin and interchange, God only knows. And finding a GP for two points is also just crazy, right? And so pretty much all of the tasks are of this of this particular type. So we we kind of knew this going in. And to be honest, like it did it sounds it is a little bit of a dull rule set, I will say. But we mm -hmm. knew that before we were going in, right? So all of the and there are various complaints that people are making about the rule set and whatever, which like 
oh, you know, I guess you could argue that it's only really emerged afterwards, but like, I don't think that's really valid because it's. I think it's pretty obvious reading the rule set. That you know, it's, uh, now that we've played it, like uh, actually the rule set is just you know kind of boring and not very good. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that you honestly should have known like already. Just taking three seconds to think about the rules mm-hmm. and how you would play, like it's really ba- it's really obvious that it's basically a scout farming event. Like to yeah, because because all of the maps are the same. So people who are complaining about that, I don't think is necessarily fair. But we'll get into that a little bit later. What was slightly more critical though is that the way the rules are designed. You have eight hours in a 24-hour time period to complete the challenge. It's on separate special accounts, which are level 42 and have a level 30 skills across. I don't know if it's across the board. I'm not even sure. But it's like 30 strength, 30 endurance. So the important ones are level 30. You can, your timer starts <clears throat> as soon as you press the button to start the, ra- the first raid. That's when the eight hours okay. begins. You have to complete the eight hours continuously from the time at which you press. Well, I mean, you don't, as I've argued with many people on Twitter, you don't have to. You could go and take a break if you want, but your timer will, will run continuously from right. the point at which you press raid start, right? And you have to do it all in one go. So there's no, like, even if you log out, the timer still runs down. And at the end of your eight hours, your character cannot go in, back into raid. So that's it. That's, your, that's the end of your day. Now, the issue with this is that rather than doing some kind of like locally adjusted time or whatever, what ends up mattering or what ends up being a real problem is the, the time for each day's like start and finish is set globally. I can't see any reason for this other than making it slightly easier for them to administer, but it ends up making it viciously unfair on anybody that lives in a certain time zone. And in our case, it's um, basically anybody who lives in EU. Because what has happened is that the, the time zone where the daily cutoff is, for me, and basically everybody else in Europe who's you know an hour ahead of me, is for me, it's 1 p.m. And so for someone like Glorious living in Denmark, it's 2 p.m. And everyone in Germany and everyone in France is 2 p.m. That's the start, t- start time? That's the start and end time for each day. So every Start day begins. Start and end time. Yeah, because because day one starts at one p.m. on Monday mm-hmm. and finishes at one p.m. on Tuesday. Then day two begins at oh, one so... p.m. on Tuesday and finishes at one p.m. on Wednesday. Okay, interesting. So you, oh, okay. So I didn't understand that, but you're saying that within that twenty-four hour period, essentially, mm-hmm. you can play eight hours, and your timer starts when you launch your first raid. Right. Essentially. Okay. Got Correct. it. Correct. I'm caught up. So. So if you begin at, let's say, I mean, just, just for argument's sake, let's mm-hmm. say you begin at midday, you only get an hour in the UK before the day ends, right? I don't follow. You, so <laughs> you have to complete day one, mm-hmm. eight hours in one continuous block mm-hmm. between the hours of 1 p.m. Monday mm-hmm. and 1 p.m. Tuesday. Right. So for somebody in the UK, mm-hmm. the best, the, the, the like least disruptive, like most ordinary hours that you're physically capable of doing is either 1pm until 9pm right. or 5am until 1pm. Those are the two best times you can do. And you're not even allowed to do the early one on the first day. True. You mm-hmm. have to do one until nine on the first day. 
Now, what this ended up doing was basically anybody who is on the EU time zone who has like any responsibilities outside of Tarkov whatsoever, mm-hmm. it just you ended up not being able to play. Because I had planned on playing eight until five, right? Which would have fitted into my normal day. And that would have been totally fine. But the reason, you know, I, I can't just go on into the evening and like miss, like skip over like dinner and whatever. And like you look at, there's lots of people who pulled out for that exact reason. Glorious being one of them because he has a, a young child, right? And you, it's just, you could play in the normal day hours and it's fine. And this, the reason why this is so unfair is because if you're in NA, if you're on, East Coast, you can play yeah. till five. It's fine because the it begins at eight, right? And if you are on West Coast, it's okay because the time cutoff starts at five a.m. So mm-hmm. you can basically just oh, whenever you want during the day. It's no problem. Just do eight hours. It's, it's fine. Whereas for EU, it really sucks. So for yeah, I mean, it's actually to be it's honest, like it's right probably worse. For it's the cutoff is right in the center of the day, so you can't right. play any eight-hour time block that that hits one p.m. You're not or two p.m. You're not allowed. You like you just can't, or you you'd skip, you'd lose hours, or whatever. Like if you think you have got any real realistic chance of winning mm-hmm. um and this is like the number of arguments i've had on twitter of people being like well you don't have to play the full it's just like guys like look like if you're going to enter a competition and you you can't even realistically play the full length of time mm-hmm. yeah there's people who are entering it for fun that's completely fine i don't want to enter a challenge like that <laughs> if i don't feel that i can at least like i'd like to see where i rank Rather sure. than, you know, you come like 400th and you're like, I could only play six hours of the eight. You go, well, where, yeah, where, where could I have got to, you know? Like, could I have got higher? Like, no, you, it, doesn't, it doesn't tell you anything, right? You want to rank yourself amongst your peers, even if you don't come first. I at least want to be able to play fully. Otherwise, I just don't really see the point in doing it. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, it basically, the way that the timing works just is, is it heavily, it makes... Anybody in EU just makes it very difficult to actually play the challenge properly unless you literally only play Tarkov and that is all you do. Right. Like you, you know, people like, you know, I was, I was totally willing to do the eight hours in the normal time period. And even if it had gone up to like six or whatever, then like that would have been okay. But the fact that I have to play until nine or I have to get up and play at 5 a.m., it's just not really, it's not really, it's not sensible, honestly. It's just, it's not sensible. And the fact that none of the other time zones had to do that, I just thought was like bitterly unfair. So that was my main gripe about, about it, because, yeah, if we'd been given a, the ability to play within our own local time zone, an eight-hour block, then that would have been fine. Whereas, I mean, to be honest, to be honest eight hours is, is, is probably too long anyway. Like, it's not necessary for it to be eight hours. It could have been four hours and have been just the same, to be perfectly honest. But, yeah. uh, but, the, but the windering is what shafted so many of us in EU. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're doing this for like one or two days. This is like a week and a half here. It's over a week, yeah. So it covers yeah. like the weekend as well. So it's like a full week and the weekend and then a couple more days. It's a really big time commitment for a virtual item <laughs> to be. I mean, I don't know, it depends how much you really value that, you know, your your name or brand being cemented in the video game. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, kind of. I mean, the thing worse. is, I was happy I to know. enter just for the just for the challenge, just to do it. Without, I honestly had no expectation of being anywhere near the top ten, even. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of wanted to be part of it and just like see how I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, like like Chad's saying, right? Your point is more on the challenge being unattainable for streamers that are not full time or able to dedicate eight hours continuously. Yes and no. But what I would say is quite is quite telling is the number of full time Tarkov creators in EU that were simply not able to play because of the time zone. Right? There were people who are yeah. full time streamers in EU that weren't able to play because of the time cutoffs because they just they're like it's so antisocial. As I said, like the word like. Best case, you're finishing at 9 p.m. or beginning at 5 in the morning. That's like best case. That just does, like, that doesn't work for most people for a week and a half. Unless you literally have nothing, like, unless you don't have, unless you don't have any <laughs> other responsibilities at all, right. most people can't do that. Like, even if you're a full-time Tarkov streamer, like, you have hours. There's a reason why you have hours and schedule or whatever. It's, There's uh, some degenerate EU streamer that's completely upside down and they're, like, rejoicing and they can stream at any time in the middle of the night that they want <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it, for for that kind of person, it's fine, and it doesn't affect them. But yeah. my main point to most people was, you could they could have they could have designed the challenge in a way that allowed everybody to compete well yeah, without sorry, affecting without affecting the challenge in any way. Like this this time ruling, as far as I'm concerned, is just a L. There's like there's nothing mm -hmm. positive about it. It's not like oh we get no, but you know for this downside we gained X. It's just like. It could have simply been designed better so that everyone could have participated fairly. And that's it. There is no upside to it. It's just stupid. Here's the W, though. Okay, here's the W. When you have all these different streamers competing nine days and they're all streaming at the same time zone, what happens? That increases the likelihood of you get your bumped up in the Twitch lists, you know? Look, Escape from Tarkov, it's in the top 10 category. Oh my god. Something big's happening in Tarkov. Why are all these streamers streaming? <laughs> Article published. I'm, I'm a little... I'm of the opinion that this is just, like, one big marketing... I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of genius. I'm not saying, you know, evil... <laughs> you know, they're like some evil mastermind genius. But, you know, if, if it was designed in that way... It makes sense that you would do that to have everyone stream on the same time. But they and... aren't even streaming at the same time, right? Because you can pick your eight hours within the 24. I guess that's true, yeah. <clears throat> so I some people were streaming for my time, at least, because that's, you know, the way I'm thinking. Some people were streaming from one until nine, my time. Some people were streaming, um, I guess, what would it be like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 5 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the end of the slot. So yeah, people were streaming at all times through the freaking time zone anyway. Yeah, it literally makes no sense. Oh, dude, dude I'm, I'm, so, I'm so frustrated. There's got to be like, some I'm, I'm reason. It a bit, but I'm like, I'm so, I'm just, it's because it's easy to administer. It's because it's, it's because it's lazy I mean, that and easy likely. to administer. That's the reason. And we'll just like X out one region because we can't be asked to actually design it properly. I'm actually like genuinely annoyed about it. <laughs> I, I even replied to Nikita his, on his actual post about it. Because it's such a, it, it's such an L. It's such an L. Because I really, you, I wanted to freaking play, dude. Did you tell him fat L, bro? <laughs> I didn't say fat L. I said it was a good idea, but the way it's been, um, the way it's been implemented is just like it's very unfair against EU streamers. It's just, like it's it's so annoying. I mean, it's genuinely just so irritating. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess it makes sense for easy administration purposes. I don't. Even that doesn't really. Yeah, I guess it's just easier to... It's because they set these servers with a cutoff, like, globally, right? That's why. So that 
the time yeah. starts globally every in every yes. region in one particular at one time and then it cuts off at one particular time as well like it's it's the same for all servers no matter where you are but it's so dumb right because like they know where the servers are you can still play you're playing public servers anyway so they could literally just pick up your region and do a you know the time windowing based upon your region rather than right. it being right. you know I don't know, man. And then, like, yeah, because I was thinking of that. I was like, oh, well, you know, people play, oh, but people could, like, game it, so they play later, maybe, so then they see what people yeah. did, and then, like, but, like, that was that would ha- that could happen anyway now because of the 24-hour window. So I was like, well, that's not even an argument. Like, I can't think of any reason other than, like, it's slightly easier to administer. I can't think of any reason why they would do it this way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't know, man. Yeah, it sucks. I think that's probably the likely answer. Yeah. So that was the reason why I ended up not participating, because I was like, I wanted to participate and give it a good go in the full um, the full way that the challenge was set up. And I didn't really care where I came, but I wanted to see at least where I did come, giving it my all, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The rule set, being totally honest with you, like we said, is pretty dull. So I didn't want to play it for fun. Actually, I wanted to play it to compete and to challenge myself and see I gotcha. where I came. I didn't want to play the rule set like, oh, two or three hours a day just to see. Because well, it, honestly, it feels like a waste of time. I can't use any of that footage for content either. Thank you for mm. like the business art angle, because it's just not an interesting challenge, really, from a content perspective. Um, yeah. And it's not like, actually that fun to play, I don't think, unless you're competing and looking at the rankings. And so that's, you know, so I just ended up deciding, actually, I'm, I'm not going to play it at all. I don't even see the point in beginning this thing, which is, yeah, it's sad and unfortunate, but. I think it was the right answer. It also gave me a bunch of time back and I got through like loads yeah. of stuff offline that I really needed to get done. Uh, so it did save me like nine days of, well, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of time. It's like 72 hours of rubbish that I managed to get back and not have to do. And um, actually, you know, get loads of things done usefully in IRL and see my family and, 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 and. So it ended up being like mm. kind of a sort of small win. And as we were talking about, um, I, I sort of ended up well, he ended up sort of like, because it became like a bit of a break, because I ended up not even streaming properly. And, oh yeah, so this is random. Somebody's um, Tackleberry in chats just reminded me about this. It was sort of a save, almost a saving grace that I didn't play, because um, we've had like contractors from OpenReach doing all sorts of random stuff around in our area. And on Tuesday morning at 11am, my fiber line got disconnected. Yeah, that would have been a bit of a bummer. And it didn't get reconnected until mid-afternoon on Wednesday. Mm. so 
I would have missed a day then, yeah. I would have missed a day, and then the sec- the Wednesday, I'd have had to have gone until like 11 p.m. or something mm-hmm. to like make up the hours. So it was actually almost a, I don't know, I was like, the, the stars were sort of aligned. Well, I guess like the piles of poop have aligned. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the piles of poop aligned. Yeah. Like the, the, I get it. The challenge I totally being get it. terrible <laughs> meant that I ended up like not being impacted by my line outage. <laughs> right oh man yeah it was uh, annoying but the other guy he was just like it was it was actually quite funny the guy came here and then he was like oh let me do a test and he like hooked this box up and i guess because it's like fiber because these they're just like glass cables um i i presume if it's disconnected you can um like the glass air interface at the end has got some reflection on it so they can tell how far it went um before the discontinuity happened Mm. which is kind of cool he was like, he looked at the thing, because I actually thought it might be something our end, and he was like, oh no, he said the fault is two kilometers away. So wow. he was like, it's definitely at the box. So he went to the box, and he was just like, yeah, some numpties like pulled it out of the thing. Your, your, he said your line's just flashing away in there in the box, just to nothing. So he was like, I've, I've re-plugged it all in, and it's all fine now. It's like, oh, he said, yeah, we keep having these Someone issues with contractors just pulling it? stuff. Yeah, he was like, we keep oh having problems God. with contractors that's just so like annoying. unplugging stuff and not putting stuff back. That's so... God, that's so annoying, dude. I'd be so yeah. pissed if I heard that. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh my god. Um so yeah, so bizarrely it ended up yeah, it ended up like I don't know, it was like chance and fate and luck, but in <laughs> all the wrong ways. Yeah, and poop. Two two wrongs end up making right. I don't know. Yeah. It was all uh, it was all weird. I mean for me, man, it's just like the rules were just not as we said, just not very interesting. It just looked like a big scav farm. There's no like incentive for PMC. It's just uh mm-hmm. and then you gotta factor in you're playing like eight days for eight hour blocks. It's just like bro, it's such a big time commitment. And then the rewards like a streamer item, someone like me, I really couldn't care less. I mean it'd be kinda cool, but I I don't know. It's just that much time commitment for that. You know, I just it's not for me. Yeah, I I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I would have played it if it would have been normal times, and it would have been fine, and I'd have done it. Like, I'm the kind of personality where I can just sit there and like grind some mundane thing if it's like mm-hmm. if I've set my mind to it, and like I'm you know I've decided I'm going to do it, I will just go and do it. Which, to be honest, this challenge would put you ahead of a lot of people because um, there's a whole lot of people who just get very bored and don't want to do it anymore um, for for whatever reason. Either they're bored or they think it's bad content. Because to be honest, it probably is if you're a full time streamer and um, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, the rule set, yeah, as we said, it's just like fundamentally flawed. It's basically just a scav farming event. Um, the bosses just aren't worth going after for the the points that they give. I think like today, today that is going on right now, it's just begun and it is reserve, I think. So, I mean, this one at least, at fair, like you get five points for Blueheart, two points for each of his guards. So I know there's a lot of them, so you could potentially get a few points, but it's just weird, right? Because a scav is a point, and a scav with an assault rifle is also a point. So you get the same amount of points for killing a scav with an assault rifle as you do for killing a Gluhar guard. It just doesn't seem, like, sensible at all. And then there's, like, no PvP angle whatsoever. Like, you don't even get anything for killing players, which is weird. And some people are like, oh, well, you know, people could just go and, like, they could go and farm kill, or, like, the viewers could farm kills of whatever, like, people could feed them kills or something. But yeah, you could do that with scav anyway, right? You could do that with, um... Yeah, you could try and queue in and just, like, Someone's scav. I guess it's harder to target a raid with scav, I suppose. Um, I'm so confused. Like, halfway, but... Can you scav as a 
Can you go in as a scav and kill scavs and get points that you way? You can. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like, like, yeah, I've been. These are so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm way too invested in this about like due to my outrage, uh -huh. and I've been spending a lot of time reading these like the questions and things from the streamer challenge, right? So there's a one rule which is five survives and you get ten points that we talked mm -hmm. about. If you play scav in between any of those raids, it, it stops your survival streak. You have to start again. So it's five survives on either scav or PMC consecutively. What? So you basically aren't allowed to play scav. You, you so can't you, really even play if you scav. don't die on either. If you just alternate, it just right. doesn't count. Okay, that doesn't count. No, it no it knows everything out. Yeah, wow. So okay. you basically can't play scav <laughs> unless you've just died as PMC. Right. There's no point playing scav, and you could, and you, if you survive that one, then you could have got another. You know, unless you want to do like just a quick run to get some cash or something. I don't know. Like maybe you could do scav factory just to run through and get some money because the points don't count on it. But you know, take two seconds. Maybe you get get some cash if you're running out. But uh, yeah, you basically can't play scav either because of like, the whole. If you're, if you're broke, which I assume would be really hard to do, but maybe it's possible. People are getting you, there. You would have, you would scav and you come back, and if you failed your scav, you can't. Well, I guess it wouldn't matter because you failed. You just have to wait again. Yeah, you just have to wait, so it doesn't yeah, really matter. But maybe you could get a little influx. So yeah, everybody started because I don't think we knew all the rules. So everyone started with twenty-five million. And like a bunch of dollars and a bunch of euros. I think maybe it was 30k dollars, 30k euros or something like that. Or maybe it was a bit less. Maybe it was 20k. I don't remember. But you had like a lot of dollars, a lot of euros, and then like 25 mil. And I know people are down to probably like on average about half, I think, because you aren't allowed to use the flea, which is probably mm -hmm. the most interesting restriction that I saw about the whole playset is that, yeah, you've got max traders. I think you're level 42 when you start, but you can't use the flea, only the traders, which is weird, right? Because do you that, have a hideout? You do have a hideout, but it's at level zero. Okay. <laughs> so you can upgrade it. And I did actually see on Airwing stream, because I watched this for like a little bit just to see, he was taking toilet paper out of raid in his skill yeah, container to go and upgrade few... the hideout. Yeah, just so he could like craft fabrics so that he could then buy certain armors because there was certain, you know, you, you can't get most of the armors. Like the only, like, what can you actually physically buy now? Well, you need four diaries for a crown. Okay, well, you can't get that because you can't get the fleet. You cut the, the um, gazelle barters, uh, sorry, the gazelle cash purchase is gone. You could basically buy like class four. And the Redute M. The Redute M is like 250k, so you're going to run out of, or 240k, so you're going to run out of money very quickly if you do that a lot, because you have to cycle a lot of raids, right? That's part yeah. of the, the issue with yeah. this challenge, is that there's, other than items taking out of raid, which give you points, you're more incentivized really just to go and kill scavs. And like extracting right. takes takes time, so you all kind of almost want to die. Like not, not really, but you know what I mean? Like you, if you find the last scav, and right. then you kind of want to just like grenade yourself, sort of? Yeah. I don't know. If you have like a very you know low investment kit, it might actually be worth. Yeah. If it takes you, you five like... minutes to extract, you you might as well just kill yourself if you yeah. don't have anything valuable. Yeah, because the scav kills aren't contingent on survives, so. Because um... like wires are worth like less than five k, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I don't know something like four, something low. Four thousand rubles to the vendor, like everything that we're used to like selling for a lot on the plea is just like. Oh yeah, 10k exactly. 10 to 20k is worth nothing to the yeah, traders, like, really. Bundle no. wires is 4,600. The therapist. Um, PSU is worth like a thousand rubles. <laughs> yeah, it's worth five thousand rubles. If you make caps out of it, you can make a little bit of extra extra bank. But I think you need. I don't well, know what. Yeah, but masters are worth 1,500 to the trader. Yeah, yeah. And how much was a PSU worth? Let me say. Uh, I don't even. What, what did we say? Uh, that was like, okay. 
Oh, it's 5k? Okay, I thought it was like a thousand. But then the capacitors, then you what? You make, how many is it, eight or something? You only, that's yeah. only 12k <laughs> for doing the craft, you know? And then you've got to find fuel. You can't buy that. I guess you yeah. could buy it from Jaeger. It's fine. It's like, yeah, I mean, because you have to upgrade a hideout. But it would be kind of interesting if you could, you know, if they gave you, like, a hideout, like, maybe a fully decked out one. So if you found, like, a graphics card, you, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a long challenge. Maybe, maybe it would make sense. Yeah. Maybe not, but anyway. I think Owen's idea of being able to craft fabrics is a good idea, because you won't necessarily find enough otherwise. And there's a lot of the armor barters that require fabrics, yeah. at least. Like the Bagari and, like, some of those things. So I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Because you can buy, like, you can buy fleece hats and you could buy Kajura, um, fling bags from Ragman, right? So you can make Kajuras. Right. You can make, uh, you can make fleece. Could you make Ripstop? Aramid? Yeah, you could buy Packers. Like, you, you can make, can make some ammo with some, like, trash loot, like some nails that sell for nothing to the vendor. Maybe. Like, but you can buy all the ammo. So it's kind of not, like, ammo's less of an issue, I think. So you can buy most of it. It's mainly armor. Like, armor's the one, because armor, like, especially high-level armor, true, like class 5, yeah. it's so, it's yeah. so restricted to barters. Yeah. You're gonna want protection <laughs> against scavs, because you're gonna be fighting scavs, you don't need armor pin against yeah. scavs, right? Yeah, I wonder if anybody's just, like, spamming the Osprey from Peacekeeper. I don't know if you've, all the quest unlocks are in there or not, but if you've done Peacekeeper, because I know some of the quest unlock items were in, in the list, because if you do Peacekeeper mission, you can buy the class 5 Osprey, which is what I've been using in my real raids, actually, and it's alright, but it, it costs dollars. And you get dollars in the challenge. Dollars aren't really that right. useful for much else. We do have euros. Um, Glock uh, mm, magazines. <laughs> you can buy the CQR handguard. Yeah. Um, I, hate, I hate how euros are so, like, useless and weird. Yeah, like, it's kind of an afterthought. Like, it's actually really annoying because Mechanic 1 has, like, a bunch of Glock attachments and such that are, like, oh, euros. Yeah. And, like, new players, like myself back in the day, would spend the money on it, not realizing that you need, later on down the road, you need, like, 15k, and there's no vendor that sells euros, because I just assumed that later you could buy euros, you know. Well, you could buy them from Skia. Oh, you can, that's right. Mm. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry to touch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so honestly, there's so much about this thing. So what next? So the, so the rule set, yeah, the rule set's kind of uh, kind of busted. No PvP. Did incentives. we mention it's on live servers at the public population? So I wait, even even the traders so. as well. So like BP could just be sold out. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess that's the way. Do you know what? One thing I did find really funny was the number of people complaining about level thirty and level uh, level thirty strength, level thirty endurance. There was a bunch of guys who were just like, they were like, oh man, level 30 endurance and strength, like it's so rough, like it's so rough playing the game with that. And I was just like, man, like my strength and endurance is like 20 on you know, my main oh, character I mean, like now, and I've never had max on either. I was say, like, we're genuinely playing different games. If their bar is like max, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think the, the perks are just insanely good. Well, I know you had max strength that one wipe, right? And it's, um, we could you ground to it and just to see what it was like and you said you like mid-raid you always see the feel like the step change in your pmz yeah it was like great because you just like instantly lose at least five kilos from your mm. from your gun i mean it used to be mm. insanely busted i mean it was crazy before. was it like your backpack would just like be weightless like everything in there would just not count or something it, dude, yeah. it used to be so busted but I it's still remember, really good i can't remember what even what used to not even count it was like almost nothing counted i think it was like your gear 
I think only the item. Okay, I mean, I think it was only the items like the, in your backpack. The items in the backpack, all the gear. Everything was like else nothing. was like weightless. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I it was so mad. It was so stupid. <laughs> stupid yeah. as in like completely busted. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that was quite funny because I was just like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's just like the guys who play enough to get to max like early in the wipe. It's just mm-hmm. like as we say, they're playing a completely different game. And you look at some of the stuff that. You know, Willis, like CEO of movement and all of these, all of this stuff, right? With the jump and Desmond, right? With the jump, the jump shooting and all this stuff, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if it's physically possible on my character. <laughs> Some of the things that they get up to, like, you just can't even do it because you don't run as fast. So you can't jump as far. You could do it, but it won't be as good. You could do a little bit of it, but right. there's like a lot of it that's just, you just don't get a chance to like. You just don't get a chance to play in the same way, right? So it's it's just yeah, it's, it's tricky. Um, okay, so <laughs> what what next? What next? Oh yes, and then so there was um the the main piece of drama again at the beginning was uh, and this is just like this is just dumb streamers with streamer items entering the challenge. Mm-hmm. There was a load of drama about that because people were upset that streamers with streamer items were entering a challenge where the idea is to win a streamer item for whatever reason. You know, if they win it, they can have another one. I know a lot of them ended up saying, like, I'm just here for the challenge. Like, it's just something to do. Right. You know, I'll forfeit it or whatever. Like, I don't care. Because, like, they don't really care about having a streamer item, really, right? They just want to enter the challenge. Yeah. So that was completely, like, unfounded, just, like, I don't know, created rage for no reason. Um, well, I did see someone push back, uh, basically saying... Um, you know, if if uh, a streamer wins, who has a streamer item wins this challenge, then that means that everyone else didn't deserve it, or something to something to this this effect. Yeah, like they they earned their challenge. It was like you know, if if a. Anyways, the point being is just like the people that got their streamer items did not get it through competing eighty hours. Yeah, in the span of like nine days, so I don't, you know, what I mean, the the people that got their items got it for presumably, you know, whatever you want to call it, nepotism or playing favorites. Well, it's just or, for being popular and being a good ambassador for the game, basically. Right, that's the way I put sure, it. Sure, Doctor Disrespect, yeah. you know, classic example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of eyeballs. Like basically, if you market yeah. the game well, you'll get you can get a stream. Right. That's that's really it. So like, I, I mean, it's fair enough. Yeah, so I just don't feel like it's. You know, the the way you earned it was completely different than someone else in this streamer challenge thing. You know, yeah. I I could understand someone being uh upset mm. at that case, like especially when uh, upset at, at that statement. I guess it just doesn't really no, it doesn't it doesn't rub, uh vibe well with me. Yeah, but they did increase the number. They, originally, it was just going to be like one streamer item and then they changed it to three so now the top three oh okay that's nice are gonna get an item not just the first place because like first place out of like the original number of contestants was like 1454 so to like there's so many talented people who know the game inside out know where to farm stuff like it may not be the most interesting challenge ever but the guys who are super good know how to do it really well and really efficiently and um to be number one out of that, it's like we said last week. It's a bit of a 
random chance thing, you know? you just got to be the one who just pushes every single scav location or every, you know, whatever the objective is in, in, in the particular challenge and just goes for it wholeheartedly and just tries to get as many as possible. And sometimes you'll just get lucky and end up with like a bazillion scavs and someone will get none in their raid uh, or someone's killed them all because it's public servers. So it's a bit of a, you know, the whole thing's a bit of a coin flip. But um, yeah, I think it's fine. Make it top three. I think it's, I think it's okay. Yeah. I just don't have to collect those items for Kappa. <laughs> Make even more random items in the game. To be fair, like more random loot items, like I guess it's fine. It adds flavor. Like it's, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah, I'm not, not that bothered. Um, so, okay. So, what happened, what happened after that then? So, as things have continued on, there's now, the, the, you'll probably see more of this actually as the challenge continues. There is lots of complaints about stream sniping for start. Um, people just getting like stream sniped by. You know, whoever, randoms, disgruntled, whatever people, just to disrupt them and whatnot, which is, you know, that's, 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 what, that's kind of whatever. Um, but then there's also, there's a whole load of stuff about individuals going around disrupting streams on purpose or disrupting individuals. So there's like, there's kind of like three stages. There's people who are just griefing, which is like, you know, it's the internet and whatever. And there's people who, um, and then there's people who are like specifically just dis- trying to disrupt or, there's people who were in the challenge who decided not to partake because it's an L for whatever reason in their minds. Probably, mm-hmm. probably like, I feel like I have a legitimate reason not to like the way that it's been structured, right? Whereas other people are just like, oh, no PvP L. But like, we, as I said, we knew this already, so I don't think that's valid, right? If you signed up based on the rule set, like we didn't know the timing of the cutoff until literally one day before. Because mm-hmm. for some reason it was kept a super secret what the timing of the cutoff was going to be. Um, maybe, they, maybe they're like, this is crap, but we can't. Like we can't fix it. So that's why they left it right until the last minute. I don't know. So I signed up not knowing what the time cutoff was and then pulled out because the time cutoff was released later and, and was awful. Whereas um, a bunch of people signed up and oh, no, this, this, is, this event sucks. Maybe they played it for two hours and was like, actually, this is incredibly boring. But then they changed. I don't actually know who these people are, but um, there's, there's enough of them around if you read the reports of then flipping over and just trying to disrupt people instead. So they were part of the challenge and then they've gone around like, basically griefing other people, like camping the extract and stuff just to be a pest. I think that happened a lot on the interchange day because extracts on interchange, we've talked about it a million times. Um, and then there's, a, some, you started to see now some murmurings of people asking communities, <laughs> like maybe, allegedly, right? Allegedly. allegedly. Asking their communities to go and disrupt other streamers who are like <laughs> high running in the challenge to push you know to allow themselves uh, easier route up to the high levels of the leaderboard uh, why now there's gonna be a lot of do... there's gonna be a lot of fake stuff coming out about this people are gonna try and frame people that who are saying this as well i've already seen um, it yeah i've so already seen it's gonna it. come from both sides some people of course somebody is going to be a dumbass and try and do it and then some some other people will be targeted by trolls making a fake claim with like discord screenshots that are all faked or whatever and well, you know I, I all, both both will happen I saw a clip, and I mean it. I mean it's kind of cut and dry to me, but I, again, I'm not gonna watch the VOD and get the full context. And you know, could have just been a joke, but it was just like I don't know, it was just weird. I don't really mm-hmm. care, but it just came up, and it was just like whatever. I just, dude, why are they doing a pub? I uh, that's another reason why I could never play in something like this. Just I hate public. Like I just have zero interest in public. It's like from a viewer perspective as well. Just like public lobbies, like it's just. Stum. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like then, just asking for trouble. It they seems are. Like. They are. 
And then because people are playing public lobbies and they're able and you're able to pick your region still, people <laughs> are picking the servers right. that are like in the middle of the night that are nowhere near them. Mm-hmm. So if you're in EU, you could play like, I don't know, West Coast US. Um, I mean, I don't even know if you're allowed to do that, but like I've never even looked into any of this rubbish. So like I don't bother with these like metagame things. But basically people are picking dead servers where it's the middle of the night for wherever the region is. And they then are like un- just under the ping limit, but still within it. Right. So when they go into PvP, you have a you know huge advantage because you can you can abuse Pika's advantage much more strongly, right? Because like the, the ping thing goes both directions. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Pika's advantage for like the first mover thing, like obviously you stay you out the of the corner longer they when you try to peek back in. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they get the second advantage, yeah. But because in, a lot of the time in Tarkov, that's all you need. And I saw Desmond complaining about it because um, I don't know why he was like, I don't know whether he was playing somewhere else or not. Like, I'm not even sure, actually. Where did he say? Um, Yeah, he was saying that he can, if he, if he wants to, right, he can play Columbia as an NA West server. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, genuinely, like, you can, he was like, you know, you just kill, like, tons of streamers and everybody, everybody in, that, in that server. And when you look at it from their perspective, you're literally on their screen for, like, three frames. And then they're dead. But he's, like, halfway into the corridor. He's, like, unloaded half his mag. He was like, it's so busted. So people are playing, like, all sorts of, like, random... Random servers try and get an advantage as well. Um, <laughs> so that the, the lobbies are dead because everyone just wants to farm more scavs. No one wants to play right. against other Who, players. Yeah. Because why should you? Because of the rule set. I mean, I can't really fault them for, you know, taking advantage of the mechanics. Quote I agree. Quote. <laughs> I agree with that. That's on BSG to lock it to also. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. It's just, I, I don't know who cooked this up, but man, they were cooking a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was that. Uh, God. And then what else? Oh, so, yeah. So what was the last one? So the last one now, actually, I'm quite interested to see this. So we've got the... Uh, where, where's the scoreboard gone? I've got the scoreboard somewhere. Oh, here it is. Have a good, let's have a little refresh of the old ye oldie scoreboard. So, right now, Tamathi is number one. I don't know who they are. And Vibin is number two, and Suddenly Toast is number three at the minute. So, no, I know we know Vibin. We know Vibin. At the top of the list previously was a player called Billy Billy or something. Um, yeah, I know I've heard that name somewhere. I think it's because that's one of the Chinese platforms. So I don't know. That's not their actual oh, okay. username. Um, but it's like the Chinese streaming platform. Uh, let me see if I can find it quickly. Let's have a look. Because basically, so a player from that streaming platform was at the top. I'm at the bill all these streamers for the advertisement right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to find the, uh, I'm trying to find the receipts. And I can't. I can't. Hey, look, anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Hmm? <laughs> oh, well, what number am I? Uh, you're not last. I'm Trent's, not last. Trent's Fantastic. taking that spot. Good. You're 1,451. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, anyway, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. I can't find, I can't find the name. But anyways, one of those streamers. And, um, 
that player was originally number one. And mm-hmm. I saw a screenshot from Trey because they were, lo and behold, this one of the same players who was selling 200 Ledexes on the flea. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, is that impossible? Like, of course not. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. They were selling on their tournament account 200 Ledexes? No, on their, on their main account. How do these link the two up? Because oh, you're, you're on the list. You're the, on the list name is your actual like, in-game name. Gotcha. On your main. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so they were selling 200 Ledexes on the main. Uh, That's on a their lot main. of Ledexes. It's a, lo- it's a lot of Ledexes. And yeah, as I said, right, look, it's, 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 it's possible. Is it improbable? The highly, right? I don't even and, know uh, what map you would even do that on. Woods, I guess. Yeah, um, maybe. But, uh... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, Are they on like, the list still? <laughs> well, chat's saying like he collected them legit. It was all streamed, and it, but it was influenced by his community. I like... I don't know, man. Uh... Either, either way, either way, they've been disqualified from the tournament. Oh. We don't know what for. Interesting. But they are no longer on the list. Is it this person? Billy Billy Dash... To Yun? I know. I don't think so. Because the interesting part about all of this, right? So I started collecting the statistics, which we'll talk about in a, in a minute, right from the beginning. And there were 1,454 people, but there are only 1,452 people on the list now. So people who were disqualified were actually deleted. Oh. How many? Been saying it's Billy Billy YMC. So there's two people who've been deleted from the list. Oh, two. There's not many. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, right? It's kind of hard to police. You're probably like if you. And I guess this is a, this is another rule as well. If you break the rules and you're you know under the fifty percent. Well, under the fifty percent <laughs> under the fifty percent threshold. Mm-hmm. For like, I mean, to be honest, even if you're in like the, anywhere outside of the top ten percent of players, you probably would just get away with it because, like, who, who cares, right. you know? So it's probably only the top lot that are really under their scrutiny. Um, so if anything gets reported about them, then maybe there'd be an issue. So yeah, I mean, like, what rule could you break? You say? I mean, so third party help. This is one other thing that was <laughs> like in there was quite. I don't know. Lots of people asking a lot of questions about it and a bit confused at the beginning. Third party help. It's is not allowed. So your chat is not allowed to give you assistance, or point out items, or say you missed <laughs> something, or anything like that. That's uh, uh, okay. I mean, when I hear third party help, and I you know associate public servers, I'm assuming that means like stream sniping, you know. But like your chat, it's all chatting of it. it's to everything. You. Everything outside of you playing the game. <laughs> At the beginning, at the bit that, and they did actually reclarify this. At the beginning, you weren't even allowed to use the Tarkov wiki. Now, how that was enforced, <laughs> I don't know. But you weren't allowed to watch YouTube videos about Tarkov oh my God, or anything. Dude. They did clarify that you were able to use the Tarkov wiki officially. Okay, so they the said that you fine. were allowed to do that. The wiki okay. was okay to use. After I think that was after a day or two, though, they decided that that was maybe okay. <laughs> but your chat's not allowed. So your chat, you're not going to get like if somebody says like, "Oh, there's an item you need," like one time. You weren't going to get banned for that. It said, like, you know, sporadic accidental instances okay. of chat assistance was okay. Um, 
just to kind of put people at ease. It wasn't like you would be able to right. go to some streamer's chat and be like, hey, if you consider doing this, and then they acknowledge your chat or whatever, and then get banned immediately. Like people going around like trolling, like trying to get people disqualified for it. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like they said that, you know, that's, that's obviously not going to happen. That's, that's silly. But um, yeah, it was, I don't know. That's that, those, you could, you could get banned for those rules. Like if you, because it's supposed to be strictly solo, so there's no squads. You can't snipe into each other's sure. games and get your community to help out either. Because you could do that quite easily, right? Like get people to queue in at the same time and like yeah. come to you and die with the items or whatever. So all of that stuff is is prohibited, but it's quite hard to enforce, obviously, because yeah, that's mean, all done off, done off like people watching slash vods slash manual like disqualification. So presumably that's what happened to the two people that have disappeared. Yeah, but I mean, you, it's like you could easily just in your own Discord server, your two most trusted allies, of know, your highest moderators. It's just I don't know. I'm, of course, right. Your most dedicated fans, yeah. you can put them to work, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Farming the map and then coming over and just dying to you, or whatever. Right, they, you could send them off to stream snipe the person above you or the, the, the number one yeah. guy. Just... But, yeah, that'd be even less detectable, honestly. Like, people going and right. stream sniping the, you know, people higher. Well, this is the other thing I heard people were complaining about. There's a lot of complaints about this, but honestly, I think the criticism is well warranted. I mean, it is a... I don't know. It's it's an event, okay? It's something streamer item cool, you know. I, I it's con- content in the quotation marks, whatever. There's people complaining about people not participating but playing on the maps on the uh, day of the event, looking I for PvP. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, that I think that's fine as long as you're not intentionally disrupting the event. Well, like, okay, so here here's the argument, right? It's like. I'm. I'll just use Landmark example because I think it's a good example. I'm Landmark. I want to PvP. That's what I'm known for. That's what I'm good at. That's what this whole thing I'm doing is about. It's day three. What map do I pick? Customs is popping. I think they day three was customs. Was day three customs or was it day two? This was day two, three, whatever. Three, three, I think. Yeah. Wait, yeah. was it? Wait, what was it? Was it day two? I okay, fine. Now. It's day one. Who knows? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Does it? <laughs> it doesn't even matter. But you, you get my point, right? Like you're good. They're gonna go to the place where, like, players are yeah. gonna be at. Like, I mean, it just kind of makes sense to me. Um, but it is funny because I did tune in a bit. And he killed someone, <laughs> and he was like, "No scabs for you, little bro," or something like that. I was just dying laughing. Because it's so- that's the thing. Like, I think if it's incidental, like you're not targeting it, you're not just like, oh, let's go and you know, let's go and extract camp and kill these streamer challenge right. dudes. Right. So as long as it's not like that, I think it's more about tone than it is about anything else. But like, in my opinion. You, I mean, if you're exfil camper, like, how do you like? Can you not extract camp on the maps at the stream? Like, you know what I mean? Again, like, I think I think if you're like, an, if could you, you not make content camper, out of this? Like, if you are. um yeah, but then probably don't participate, right? If you plan on making content, right? Like, but like, no, what's don't stopping be involved? What's stopping me from like, what is she gonna do? Like, I guess the worst they could do is ban me. But like, could I not just like make content around crapping on the streamer challenge people by like griefing them? You know what I mean? I think like if that's what you're known for, if you're like if you're Exo Camper, if you're like Stankrat or somebody like that, I think you mm. I think that's pro- like again, it's about tone, right? If you just do it out of nowhere, like if I did it, I think that's like really bad form. If it's your like bread and butter, 
and you aren't participating in the challenge. I think that's the thing. If people did participate and then they went, oh, this sucks, I'm now just going to ruin it. That's the perception of why yeah, it's like bad. I think, poor sportsmanship. Yeah, I think it's just poor sportsmanship. Like, there's no, one, no one's going to be able to do anything about it, but it just mm. kind of looks bad, right? It just like hurts your brand to whoever, to BSG. Some people might think it's funny, like trolling or whatever, but um, it's just going to, it just it's like, let's, yeah, as you say, it's poor sportsmanship. Let's say you're not, this is kind of another interesting thought, is like, let's say you're not a uh, contestant, you're just an average Joe. And you just want to play and just greet people for fun. <laughs> Could you not just, stop you. Which is kind of interesting because it's almost like a difficulty crank in of the events rule structure themselves. The rules are like it's so badly designed that the added difficulty is the public population griefing you. <laughs> you partly, yeah. It's kind of it's funny, honestly. It is kind of funny, yeah. Like yeah, what if you just like utilizing the I, the rule set to greet yeah, people? I yeah. hate vibing so much. I'm gonna open up a stream and try to stream snipe them and grief them, like, and they have to just deal with it. Like it's it's so shitty, honestly. I I would yeah. be so pissed if I like caught wind of that and I was participating. God, I would be so mad. Yeah, especially when it's public service and people can grief you by like actually cheating. Yeah, I mean that's that's so, like, like the worst. So they know exactly where you are, and then they can oh. just kill you. Yeah, but they could just look at my streams. Like they wouldn't even have to like actually cheat, like hardware or software cheat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, there's a lot of people I playing. So it's quite like, hard to snipe into people's games. I thought you meant like cheat, like wall hacks or aimbot or something. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, there's there's gonna be some hater out there that's like, mm, I hate Ivan so much. He he said I was <laughs> he said I was a corner shot. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> I sent him a prime and he didn't never responded. <laughs> he didn't read my message. <laughs> didn't read my message, he just said thanks. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so yeah, so we're on day five. We're only halfway through. Well, actually, day five has only even begun, so we're not even halfway through yet. I still suspect that something crazy is going to happen on day 10, but maybe not, actually. Maybe not now. I feel like maybe, maybe less so, just because it's already been going for such a long time. And I think everyone would agree if there was like a final stage. But no. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of curious about the timeline. Because what's, because uh, there's rivals coming up, like, feels like right after this, which I think. Yeah, what was the time? That's... November the 16th. So that is, yeah, that's Thursday. And which this thing is... finishes on Wednesday. <laughs> so, like, immediately afterwards. Seven, eight, nine. Oh, does it finish on Tuesday? Okay, maybe it does. Oh, maybe the, oh, sorry, the last day is Tuesday to Wednesday. Yes. Oh, yeah, it does finish on Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, it is right after it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Just before we talk about rivals, should we. Um, there's still two more things to discuss about this whole situation. Oh, there's more? All right. The, the first one is logical solutions. <laughs> da da da. The arch nemesis of Nikita. Who apparently they all made peace and they all made up at TwitchCon because they all met up and they had a nice time and there's a picture of Dimitri with with Logical mm-hmm. being like oh you know everything's all good and we're starting afresh and you know we're gonna we're all gonna be having a good time and then then this post appears which says da 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 it says I guess they still hate me <laughs> this is a nice opening. 
And it says, I was removed from the Tarkov streamer challenge after I took eight days off of work to partake in the challenge and was excited thinking amends have been made. I was removed because I've violated the rules, in inverted commas. Although Nikita looked me in the face after shaking my hand and said, everything is okay. I guess it's not. I just want a chance at this like everybody else. Is that too much to ask? And so instead here, we notify you of your disqualification from the participation due to violation of the rules of the challenge and the license agreements, namely point 4.3.4 of the license agreement. And 4.3.4 oh, okay, is good. all the usual shenanigans about ways to override limitations, automated access to, yeah, 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 computer hacking, access to game software, basically data mining is 4.3.4. It's okay. the data mining clause. Unauthorized connection, use of program defects, data retrieval, etc., mm. etc. Interestingly, in there, something that I had not realized was cybersport is also covered by this top. This is a something yeah. of a side point, but use of the game for organizing cybersports or group competitions, sponsored, promoted, or motivated by any commercial or non-commercial organizations, without obtaining an additional license from BSG. I didn't realize that was in there. I mean, I guess that's standard wording, and they probably don't care, but. I don't technically know. speaking, like, yeah, technically speaking, you're not allowed to run any tournaments of any kind without BSG's right. like, say so, which is, I don't know, it seems a bit weird, but. There's anyway, a lot in that agreement. That's there scary. is a lot in an agreement. There's a lot in every agreement, to be fair. Yes. Most of them, these things are more or less, un, uh, more or less enforceable. Yeah, um, I... So. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, so, where was the, where, where's the replies? Where's the replies to this? Um, what do you mean? Oh, maybe it was not a reply. So to, to Logical's individual one, his, his first post. I think it... Oh, sorry, sorry, one sec. Um, uh, oh, God, I can't, I can't actually find it now. I can't find what, it. What I don't, I don't find? I'm trying to find the reply to Logical's post about being disqualified. Who replied? Thing. Um, Dimitri, the head PR guy. There's a whole thread. Um, I, I, mean, I, got it. I think I got it here. Is this what you're looking for? Because um, Tobias... Okay, so Tobias posted... He says, oh, for context, and he posts the 4.3 clause? Yeah, it's under Tobias' post. That's why I couldn't find it because it was buried underneath. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Dimitri said, before... Oh, thank you, Tobias. Before writing this post, please make sure you do not make the rules. Tell people the truth only. And he said, I'm confused. My account isn't banned. I'm able to play the game, but I can't partake in the challenge. I've played 20 raids since I got denied, so I'm really confused as to where the disconnect is. And he said, dude, we discussed it in person. Why do you still want to say that you did nothing after our talk? And he said, I didn't say that. I said I'm able to play the game, so why am I not able to participate? So Dimitri actually then spells it out and says, why do you, th why do you think or anybody else still allowed to act like this in the few moments after the event had started? And he quote tweeted Logical's announcement of the Zavachi event, the cult event that we talked about last week, which says... Mm -hmm. Zavachi event, Zavachi on all maps, only one extract per map, 100% spawn rate. And then underneath that it says, there, an effect, there is an effect Zavachi causes by being near him that causes your gun to jam as well. You only lose extracts when in range of Zavachi as well, it seems. I have all extracts as I loaded into raid. And the, I mean, the long and the short of it is that they were like, basically you data mined the event and leaked it, leaked all the information. Mm -hmm. Where and Logical spends a long time saying, no, I didn't do that. I, you know, he showed a picture of his, um, is it chatty? Or is it basically his chat organizer for Twitch? He's like, like Logical's are actually yeah, not gay. He's yeah. got like 30 <laughs> streams. He was like, people just inundate me with information about stuff that happens in the game. He was like, I posted 15 minutes after the event had started and I had like, you know, a billion people DMing me about 
what their experience was. I collected the information as best as I could and posted what I thought was right. Um, and he was like, what I said wasn't even correct. Right. Because I, because I tried to post it so quickly, right? Because he said um, 100% spawn rate on all maps, but that was not true because he wasn't on factory, he wasn't on labs. And then he said, uh, you only lose extracts with being in ranges of Archie as well, it seems, which was also wrong. Because mm-hmm. you lost edit, you lost the extracts as soon as the event started. So like he was like, I just posted something as quick as I could with what the available information that we had. I didn't data mine anything. I just had the whole community telling me what was happening. Like what gives? Like how? What proof do you have that I've done any data mining here? Like how? How can you prove that I've done this? And how? How could you prove that? Um, that I've done the thing that you say I did. And he was also he was like, this is the the video in that quote tweet. He was like, this is literally a video somebody posted in my Discord. I downloaded right. it off streamable. This isn't, this is not even my footage. It was somebody who shared it with me. I'm, I'm sharing gameplay from in the game. Am I not allowed to act like this? <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. Um, and then he was unbanned from the stream challenge. <laughs> Which is hilarious. So there's a lot to say about this. I but think- later, right? He was unbanned from the streamer challenge. Later. The post says, back in the tournament, as I get up ready to get, no, as I wake up to get ready for work, I see an email at 4am from BSG with my account information to play the streamer challenge. No prior in- communication that I would be allowed back in. After being disqualified, I cancelled all of my time off, and now I don't have the ability to go and actually play it, so I won't be participating. Such a shame they added me back in without telling me. I'd have loved to have actually participated properly. Thanks, I guess. I just, I would just like... This is the one time I feel like I'm going to say this about a company, but I would just like a company to just focus on making good product. You know, it's just like what they're the policing they're trying to do is just like, just I don't know, man. I don't know. So the other interesting, really interesting part too is. So not only did the Tobias comment, which Tobias used to work for, I don't, I don't know if he was actually like. <laughs> yeah, he worked for BSG. He was, okay, um, okay. I think he was the EU community manager, okay, like, okay, lead or something even. But he was, yeah, he was one of the community managers for EU. But I just, I mean, I guess, I guess he was a previous colleague, and you know, he's pretty pro. I'd say like he's very like pro BSG. Uh, like he'll often take their side. Yeah, he's which... become more balanced since leaving, but he's yeah. Yeah, to be fair, and but you know, I just find it kind of weird that he's weighing in a bit more. But whatever, you know, I mean, that's that's his prerogative, whatever. But the really interesting part I want to get to was because you know Tobias kind of like started it, and then it just was like Dimitri and logical. But there was one really interesting one where uh, I think one of Dimitri's posts, I think it was the one either where he says. Thank you, Tobias, for writing this post. Please make sure you don't break the rules. Or the one where he like quote tweets the video. But mm. Applezor, I mean, I hate. The, I hope you know. I don't mean to call the guy out, but I just, I just, this is just kind of fascinating to me. Applezor <laughs> said, "You good, bro?" Question mark or something like this in response to Dimitri, one of Dimitri's posts, which is just really fascinating to me because oh. he's like, what a community manager. Like I don't yeah. know. He's he's. Yes, some pretty. Anyways, I say all this to say, I've heard different things. You know, things that I'm not going to share, but it just based off that event and other rumors that I've heard, it just feels like there's a bit of a 
I don't know where in the chain there's like some disagreements or what, but it just feels like I don't know. I to me this feels like a battle of egos or or maybe mm. it's just ego. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not egos, it's just someone's ego. Maybe it's Dimitri, I don't know. I mean maybe Dimitri's just the guy that's doing saying this and it's someone else Nikita, I don't know. But it just seems like I mean, I don't know. There's, there's always been some type of grief like beef, I should say, with logical, right? I mean, it just feels like it's been an ongoing thing. And apparently the hatchets were trying to be buried, but I just whether you believe him or not, I just think it's really dumb that you know, whether you believe it or not that he dated mine or not, whatever, but I just think it's really dumb that you post a video and make claims and then you get bans for allegedly data mining. Like they they A, they don't even have to show any proof. You know, it's it's not like <laughs> it's, it's not like logical's gonna sue them. You know what I mean? Maybe, I don't know. I doubt. But I doubt anyone's gonna take it to court. They have like all the power in the world, right? Mm-hmm. With with their with the agreement you sign. I mean, it's I haven't looked at agreements before, but I've seen a few people break this down. Like I think Shamash, I think this is his name. Mm. Uh, he had like a lawyer buddy break it down because there were some rumblings back in the day about it. Because it's just like it's really open for interpretations. As many like legal things are, is my understanding. You know, yeah. Um. But it gives it just like gives them all the power. It feels like so. I just, I just don't know, man. It's like why? Who gives a fuck, man? Just let the guy play. Just like why can't you just make games? Just make good games, dude. I I don't I don't know, man. This seems like just such a. Uh, I just I just don't even know, man. I don't know what they yeah. want. And that's why I say it feels like ego. Someone's ego got hurt, and they're gonna do something to make themselves feel better. You know, I I think it's unfortunate that they acted so rashly. Like it's because it's logical. It's because he's basically on his, like, you know, I know they met up or whatever, but because of his history, he's like kind of on his like last warning kind of thing as well. It's not like just some random dude who's Mm -hmm. done it one time. Like there's a lot of history there. Um, but they've acted too fast without real proof and have made themselves look stupid, you know? If, if honestly, it would probably been better if they just like. Well, I don't know. Would it have been better? I'm not even sure. It was just, it was just bad. It was just bad. I was gonna say it probably, it probably would have looked better if they just like left the disqualification in rather than undoing it. Because now, like all of those posts right, on Twitter, like right, are all like wrong. null and void. Yeah, they were, they were wrong, right? And they un- and they unbanned him. Like they were wrong, and all those posts on Twitter where they talk this... crap on him, right? Where they're like, they're they're not right. They're not right about what they're saying. And that's what I mean. It feels like there's someone that's like, you know. Not at the top of the hierarchy, but like still high enough making big decisions on things that's, you know, have it has it out for logical. Maybe it's Dimitri. I don't know. But I don't know. It's just like this happens, it gets blown up. It's like, well, you're making us look bad. What the fuck? You know, like just you can't do this. Why, Why did you do this? And then they, okay, we'll fix it. And it's just like, just cover it up. You know, it's just. It just and like don't I tell said, him because they're kind of ashamed, you know. It's like, yeah, I'll be embarrassed just, or something. I this is the one time, it's like, I just want like the video, the corporation, just to make the good product. Just focus on the product, man. Like, this is, I could care less. I care less about whether. How do I say this? I don't know. I could care less 
about what he does and doesn't do. But like when you make a point of it and then it's just like a stupid point you're making, I care. And it's just so fucking annoying to see, you know, to have mm-hmm. this come up. It's like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, that was a lovely extra little piece on, on top of the uh, poo poo pie mm-hmm. that we've been able to create for ourselves with this whole thing. Um, and oh, then. One, wait, one oh, yeah. final thing I do want to say. Okay. I thought it was interesting because Pestily commented on it and he said, at some point in the sound, I thought it was interesting as well. He said, I would have done the exact same thing a few years back. There's no data mining here. It's actually good for the game. It hypes excitement, blah, blah, blah. But he, it's interesting. He said, I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> Which I mean, is he, like, I think, like, I think all he means there is that, like, he's just not as connected to it now. He just does his thing. I guess, you know a, I mean? I guess it's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a good point. I was thinking more along lines of like <laughs> Nikita was or whoever was just like, whatever you do, do not post videos of our events right after when you're going to get punished. Or, you know, yeah, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. Uh, you could interpret it that way. I don't know. Maybe you did mean sure. that. Who knows? But, uh, no, I think I think yours is way more likely. Yeah. All right. What were, what were we going to say? So I was just going to talk about some of the stats. Like they're not like we're not. It's not like crazy stats or anything. Like we don't. We never get mm-hmm. stats from BSG on anything. But the only the, so the main. I was interested just to see because as we've gone through the challenge, you have seen people kind of like um, dropping off as time has gone on because they either think it's boring or you know, originally. The, the reason why I did it originally was because I wanted to see how many people just didn't participate on day one because I think a bunch of people like me got caught out by the rules and yeah. And Glorious and whoever who like ended up just not playing. So I was intrigued to see how many people ended up like not playing on day one. So out of the 1,454 people that were invited and had accounts sent to them, only 1,146 players received points on their character on day one, which is 79% of the players. So 21% of the players didn't even play. Which is, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm not particularly surprised. I would be interested to see how many people would have dropped out if they'd made the rules sensible. Yeah, because I would like. I I would like to know the breakdown. I mean, I couldn't. You could technically go and look, but like, I I can't be bothered. Like to see the breakdown of how many people of those are EU, how many are yeah, Asia, and I'm how many are about. US. I reckon a lot of those people are EU, just because the timing really really sucks for us. But I've already complained about that enough. But um, from that, I was like, well, actually, you know what? We can track the dropout rate daily because each day is posted as its own set of statistics. So you can That's actually look true. each day, like how, how many people are like, you know, not playing anymore. So on day two, <laughs> you had 969 people. And, and to be fair, some people who were playing for fun said that they were going to skip certain maps or they had to work certain days um, or whatever. And then they were coming back to play other days. So, you know, it doesn't, it's not like be all and end all. But 969 people played day two which is 67%. So there was kind of a 12% difference between day one and day two. Day three, and day, yeah, and day, let me remind myself of uh, which days were which, because I I just keep forgetting. Day one was interchange. Day two, yeah, day two was customs. Day three was factory. So that was like, that was going to be a, yeah, so day three was going to be an insane meat grinder for a lot of people, because it's hard, right? The, The kill points on factory were as because as we've just described right like gas analyzer gave you points on factory great but they don't they don't spawn there really so like yeah in the filing cabinet maybe but that's about it um so there's the points on there were kill scavs with a pistol or with a melee like, melee scav give you three i think in total 
So people like playing pistols and melees on factory, which is kind of hard anyway. Um, so on, on the day three, 737 people played <clears throat> and got points. That was literally 50%. And then day four was Woods. And on, on the Woods day, 617 people played, which was 42%. So each day so far, we've gone from 79 to 67, 50 to 42. So on day four, less than half of the people who'd signed up actually bothered playing and receiving points on their challenge account, which is interesting to me, at least. I'm going to keep tracking it and see what happens to today nine. I also think, you know, if you are in, I don't know, the bottom 50% of points and you played all of the days, the incentive to play the rest of the days does start to diminish somewhat, right? Like there's yeah. absolutely no, there's absolutely no like way that you're going to win. And if you're not having fun, there's really no point in continuing. And I think that's fine. So that's like a valid real reason um, to, to drop out. But I, yeah, I still think it's interesting to see how many people are still kind of in the running and still going for it. So yeah, 617 still in the running. And we'll, and we'll see today. Because today's one is, as we said, is reserve. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'll be interested to see how many people actually end up playing like the labs day. Because that's like right near the end, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that like day nine? I think it might be. I think it is. Um, we, we will see. We will see. But yeah, it's, I, I like any time BSG puts out statistics of any kind. Um, and um, if, you, if you do go to the, the challenge thing, you can, you can look at it per day kind of see it you can't sort and filter which is unfortunate <laughs> but um you can see kind of like who killed the boss the most who got like stream items the most it's I, th- I think it's cool that they've got the api set up in this way to actually just collect all the information because they can now run tournaments like this just on an automated basis and just like pick up what's happened after extract i think it's neat that they've managed to do that um <laughs> Maz has killed the goon. Oh, he's got 30 points on the goons. Oh, he's, he's is in uh, first on day five. Is he? Yeah. My man Hayes. Hayes is, uh, Hayes is doing good, actually. He was like behind a little bit on the first couple of days. Yeah, but I was watching up. a bit of his stream yesterday on Woods, and he was doing, doing really well. I think he came... Where did he come yesterday on Woods in the end? Uh, he came 65th, which is pretty good going. And I think of all the day, I think he was 100th yesterday... I guess, like, yeah, today, it's, it's hard to know. Until the day's over, it's difficult to kind of know where people are placing because, like, everybody's still getting points and some people are halfway through their run and, like, whatever. It's, like, very, very hard to know. Um, but, yeah, it's it pretty good. Number one so far today. Decent. How many? Man, he got really good. He's got 15 boss kills on day five, which is... Well, uh, yeah, so that is killing Gluhar for three times. And killing... And then... The guards sixteen times. That's like, you know, that's no joke. Yeah, that's and because good. day five only started an hour and a half ago, that's like pretty good going. <laughs> go go Hayes. I mean, yeah, he's well. Like, as we said, he started at the beginning of the slot, so right. he's like theoretically got the most time in it compared to like however much you could have. Because <laughs> I think he was starting his stream at like midday. He like moved his schedule forward, so he, or back whichever way it is like i always get confused by that i don't know why he moved his schedule up to to, to midday so then he's going from midday till like well, nine i suppose he does like an hour of practice or whatever and then starts playing from just after one until like nine whatever until the game locks you out again so i'm so i'm certainly on team haze let's go let's go haze do it man let's get i don't know what his stream item would be i'm not sure probably someone to do with nuts <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> these nuts so yeah, 
that's the stats. There wasn't actually too much there, but I yeah, thought it was thought it was cool. We'll see what happens on the other days, see how many people actually end up playing on the last couple of days. Yeah, I think the most interesting one for me is day one. The people that just didn't play at all because when you get the time, you know, you get screwed over effectively. That's interesting. I mean, I I would suspect like in any type of I don't even know. I don't know. You know, there's got to be like some percentage of like people who sign up for something and then never show up. That's like mm. consistent with these things. Like maybe like five to ten percent be my guess. Leaning more closer to five. I, I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, I mean, there's like past that, there's a lot of reasons to stop playing as you go on. It's as you said. Like, I, you know, I anticipate we'll probably be down in like the 30s towards the end, the last two days. I suspect the drop offs to get smaller, you know, start really thinning out the herd. Yeah. Yeah, because the drop off, yeah, so what did you say? The drop off rate so far has been 12%, So it was a big drop off for the factory day after. <laughs> that was the main grinder. Uh, the eight hour, yeah. Ugh. I just yeah. can't get over the eight hours, man. It's just, I guess, I guess, you know, if you, if this is your gig, you full, this is just like another day in the office, you know, you mm. already stream eight hours, five times a day, presumably, maybe seven, maybe the whole week. So, you know, for some people, it's probably worse. It's just, man, it's a big commitment. Big commitment. Yeah, I just think they would have been better for the challenge to be maybe four hours. I think it's fine. For a challenge like this, over such a long period of time, I think four hours is more sensible, especially yeah, given that there's, like, better. no break. You have to just run constantly like this. I don't think yeah. there's any reason for it to be eight hours. Like, it right. averages fine over four. Like, four is long enough. Um, it allows people to, like, do some normal gameplay or whatever could... if they're streaming too, but... You can make an argument more time helps with variance. It does. You could make the argument, yeah. But so you like the best wins more likely on, on 8 You could just the boost, like... boost the loot or whatever you need just to adjust the values. Yeah. If you need well, it's to... on public servers, though, so... Yeah, I know. There's, there's so many... Dude, there's like... <laughs> there's so much polish needed to turn this turd into a shiny turd. It's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But speaking of turds, segue. No, <laughs> where's he segueing to? Wait, hold up, Makiga's like stop, stop. Hold on a minute. Uh, what's not a turd, in my opinion at least, is the Twitch Rivals challenge. So, kind of my big. Anytime I I got like Giga scarred from Rivals challenges because the first time I remember hearing about it was like Apex when that was like hot on the scene. Back in, God, I don't even know when that was. That's like 2018, 2019? I don't remember. And again, it was a public servers, man. And people were playing in rightfully slow. It's just, it just not cool. But this is private server on the 16th and 17th. And check out these rule sets. Okay, this is really cool. I'm mad. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be interested in it. So, four teams, one raid. Up to six simultaneous raids. So I presume, like, I think it's a total of, is it 64 teams or 32 teams? It's, Whatever. It's, a, it's only 24. 24, actually. okay. Hmm. So day one, the raid map is streets, daytime only. Uh, boss Caban is 100% spawn. Night nice. Big Pipe Bird Eye, also 
spawn at the Terra Group office territory. So the the expansion in that new sector of the map, which is a really fun sector in the map. I like it, and I'm glad they're adding this in. That's really cool. Uh, regular scavs are replaced with raiders and rogues in a 50-50 balance. So half of the regular scavs will be raiders, and half of the regular scavs will be rogues? I'm assuming USEC rogues and... Yeah, I'm assuming that's how that works. I wonder if I the know, USEC yeah. rogues fight the raid scav raiders. I guess they won't. They'll be programmed not to. Maybe. Maybe. That'd be kind of neat. It's already wild, so who the, who the <laughs> frick knows? Dude, wouldn't that be cool if the... Uh, I'm getting sidetracked. Wouldn't that be cool if the goons and like the raid and the rogues were on the team, and then Caban and the raiders were on the team, and you know you could just like maybe come across... Anyways, all right. Back to the rules. Uh, teams in the raid are matched randomly. If a player dies, they wait for the end of the round. They continue to participate with participate with the team in the next round. Uh, if the whole team dies, they wait for the end of the round. They continue to participate in the next round. So it's a team based thing essentially. You know, you die, you're out. There's no revives. Get good scrub. Objective: score as many points as possible in each round. Okay, how do you score points? Two teams from each raid qualify for the next round. Priority. For determining the place in the group is the top of the bottom according to the criteria. Extract Mystery Ranch Nice Calm 3 BS frame system. 10 points for each item. So I had to like look that up because I wasn't positive what that was. That one is the bird eye backpack. Exactly. Which but is, it weighs a ton. It weighs a ton. It's like a 3x7. The most awkward backpack that's not even good. Is it even a 3x7? It might be like a 3x6. It's, it's a really bad backpack on every... It's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. I'm going to look it up now. I think it's like, yeah, it's two by one, two, three, oh, okay. four, five, six, yeah, two by seven, and it weighs 15 kilos. Yeah. I don't even, it like, I think the only thing it has a value is like a vendors for a decent amount, if I recall. Or maybe, yeah. I can't say. I don't, okay, so you get 10 points for each item. I assume that hmm. means each backpack you extract I think with? so. Because um, we'll get into that later. We'll come back to the backpack. So, kill a PMC is five points. Kill a piece of a headshot is additional two points. Kill a boss is five points. PMC dog tag is three points. But it has to be killed by a player. The dog tag must be found in a raid and extracted from the raid. There's a big caveat there. Uh, you can't just kill your team and get... <laughs> what would that be? Like 15 points or uh, I guess 12 <laughs> points if you extract it. <laughs> All right. So, kill a raider. Two points, kill a rogue, two points, kill a boss guard, one point. Total value to items looted and extracted from location by each individual player. Differences in the price of equipment before the raid and after. One point for every 200,000 rubles of items value. Only items in the found raid status are counted. The equipment itself and loot taken from the other PMCs without the found raid status are not counted. So, you know, a little, a little bit of caveats there, but I think most of us seasoned Tarkov veterans get the jargon there. Uh, if at least one player from the team complete a task, points are counted for the whole team. Okay. If two or more teams score the same number of points, the final range is determined by priority this above, blah, 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 blah. After each stage, the points are reset to zero. Okay. Uh, Mystery Ranch, nice, calm backpack. Uh, streets will have three of these items spawned. The cost of each is one ruble. Boss Bird Eye should not spawn with this item. Ah. Uh. So there's going to be... I don't know. I don't know if there's gonna be hard spawns or gonna be randomly spawn. Yeah. Um, and the re and the reason why it's one ruble, I guess, is to make it so that way it can't be, um, like double dipping in points. You know what I mean? 
like so if you loot the backpack you only get effectively the 10 points for the backpack and not 10 points plus the value of selling it to the vendor or however they calculate the the ruble value for that category mm. uh if the player dropped their armor found identical one extracted with it they will not get points only the value of items at starter raid and the value of the extraction for each player separately, not the team in total, are counted. So again, it's like kind of confusing rule sets, but it's just it's kind of a basic idea. You want to loot found in raid stuff as you typically would in Tarkov, you know, looting. And, and that has a high trader value because that's what's yes. going to matter. Again, you don't want to be taking PSUs or capacitors out. You don't want to be taking PSUs or capacitors You need to be taking out. streamer items and cyclons and that kind of thing because yeah. they've got... Like in real in-game value. One thing I was just thinking about that, which is quite funny. Imagine like you go in, like I don't know, you, you end up like using a load of your ammo, or whatever, and then you extract. I'm, I'm hope. I mean, presumably, like this is just my brain thinking about this stuff, right? But it's like, oh, how do they do this? It's like item. The value of items. So the looting points is the value of items looted and extracted. Difference in price equipment before the raid, and the difference in price equipment after the raid. Like, presumably there's some kind of, like, cap on there. Because, like, if you went in and lost a load of ammo, like, used your meds, whatever, and then, oh, we just need to extract and go, and, like, you don't get any points yourself, and you leave, and you're like, oh, kit before, 250k. Kit after, 150k. You know, looting, minus, one, minus 100,000, and then you end up losing, yeah. like, half a point. I don't know if you... <laughs> your, your value is, <laughs> like, you know, net negative based on when you started. I mean, it's an unlikely scenario, but I was like, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it, you, wonder. you say that it, it could be likely, <laughs> but I don't know if it would actually go into the negatives. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you could actually go past zero for the if they. It depends if they've it, capped it or not. It depends. But the oh man, what was I going to say? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh well. Yep. So that was that's day one. That was day one. I mean, that's that is wild, right? As a rule set, yeah. All I mean, I love this. With raiders and stuff like man, nice. Like this not is, easy on yeah. streets as well. Jeez, dude. It's four teams going head to head. I mean, they're competing for resources on the map. Like, I think it's just like this is great. This is like that. That's what I was gonna say. How is the economy game we manage as well? Are you gonna have? Because this is the thing. Are you? Are, <laughs> This is the really interesting part. Potentially, right? You're selling stuff to the trader to get points, right? You know, for every 200,000 rubles that you sell, you get points. Not, you know, it's cumulative on your, of your team as well. So mm -hmm. it's like an incentive to survive to sell stuff um, that's found in a raid to get points that way. Um, but there's also incentives to kill stuff as well, but that costs resources. You know, and maybe you lose and die, and you lose all that loot you had. I mean, Straits got a lot of loot, so there's like a lot yeah. of interesting stuff there. But then the further question of that is, what's your stash gonna look like? Are you gonna have like an infinite ruble count, and it's just like points you get from selling is how it works, or like do you have to also manage your own economy? Because then it's like maybe you do want to prioritize looting stuff, get points that way to sell so then you can kit up to do the other mm -hmm. stuff like pvp or shooting the bosses i really like that dynamic this i don't know if it's gonna work like that but i think it's really interesting also what's kind of fun about the rule set i mean it sounds like relatively sensible right a point for every two hundred thousand rubles on the streets you could easily extract with like a million if you say you find like a bitcoin right that's like 400k yeah, on its own 
Yeah. Like you could you could easily get loads, right? And so from a million rubles, it's going to give you five points, which is kind of on the same point part as the PMC. So it's not like it's not that important, but it helps. Yeah. Obviously, helps. like if you can manage to get two mil or whatever, then like yeah, it's going to be ten points. It's like two PMC kills. So it's kind of it kind of sounds like balanced ish. What's kind of interesting is that if you go in with a cheap kit, you actually mm-hmm. get more points for that because it's the difference between your kit value on entry and your kit value on exit. We'll see. So I the, thought. Sorry, I thought it was. There was like a fountain raid caveat. Oh, that's well, that's true. Uh, where was hold that? On. It does say that somewhere. There's equipment itself <laughs> and loot and take. Oh, it says equipment itself and loot taken from other PMCs without the fountain raid status are not counted. But at the bottom, right, it says, it says if the player dropped their armor, found an identical one, and extracted with it, they will not get points. Only the value of items at the start of the raid and the value of extraction are counted. If you had an armor and then you found one and you kept that, I think like maybe it's like oh, I'm actually not sure. I'm actually not sure what that means. Is it like the only dip- the value of items at the start of the raid and the value of extraction for each player separately are counted? I mean, to me, only the value at the start. Why would like oh, if you went you into just raid, see the difference, right? Yeah. So, so you- if you went into raid, you had a trooper on, you dropped the trooper on the floor, you picked another trooper back up that's finding raid, and you left. You wouldn't get any points for that, presumably, right. from what it's saying. Would you lose points if you dropped the trooper and didn't pick anything up? I don't know. I don't think so. But well, this is what we were saying because, about the like, before. Is, I'm not sure. This is the confusing part. It's like, why even have this line in here about this? You know, only the value of items at the start of raid and value of items extraction are counted because if it's finding raid only, right? Then isn't that why, redundant? Why even count anything at the start of raid? Yeah, I guess you need to see the difference. Nothing will be fine in raid, though. But if like nothing you bring in is fine in raid, then it doesn't matter, right? Okay, so if I go off a pack up and I kill uh, Bird Eye and I loot his found in raid rig, do I subtract my pack up cost to the to the armor rigged? Like, yeah, I that, don't know. That's kind of the I don't know. That's why I wonder. Like, is it gonna be like okay? You have infinite rubles, but like there's gonna be like this way they track the numbers on the math side to get the right value. Like there's not really gonna be any selling. It's just like you do preset kits, or is there gonna yeah, be like an sure. economy? I don't, I don't know. A lot of questions about hmm. this. Yeah, because I would have thought, as you said, right? I would have thought it'd just be value of fan and raid items on exit. I don't know why yeah. that's like not valid. Uh, yeah. That seems cleaner to me, rather than like start and end, but then there's another clause in there for insurance fraud. Like that seems like over engineered. Although I guess like it does stop you from I mean who who cares though? If you find a trooper in raid and you insurance fraud your thing, like yeah, credit them for it. So what? Yeah. Like, you found well, it legitimately, right? And it'll come back in insurance. Like that's a legitimate tug off strategy. I don't know if insurance will be a thing. It well could no, be. probably insurance won't even be a thing, I guess, but um even still, like it's a very niche situation. Like who Yeah. They maybe just covering the bases. Either way, maybe, but I don't know what it's there for. But yeah, anyway, it's got to be found array to count for the, um, yeah, yeah, value thing. But mm. I, I mean, it's it's intriguing, man. It is intriguing. Uh, okay, so let's move on to day two, which is again four teams, one raid, up to six, six simultaneous raids. Uh, it's gonna be labs. There's you know free access. Uh, 
Tagilla and Killa spawn 100% chance. Raiders spawn on all other spawn points on the map. All players are given key cards to all the closet room and labs. Uh, the price of each key card is one ruble, so again, you, you can't... buy red and everything for one ruble. Well, I guess you just, you just have it. Like, you just I start so, with yeah. it. Yeah. But, but the, I get, the reason why it's one ruble is because you can't... I'm assuming you can't sell it to get points mm. via that. You know, someone's going to be like, I'm just going to forego my card and get five points for my team or whatever. That could, I, that could be a legitimate strategy. That'd be funny. All right, yeah, so all extractions are available. Teams in a raid are matched randomly. If a player dies, we end a round, blah, blah, blah. We already know this. Objective, score runs pay possible points to each round. Uh, extract advanced current converters, 10 points for each item. So again, I had to look this up, and it is the... What's the other name for it? I forget. It's the new name for the MCC. Yeah, the MCC, that's it. I don't know why they changed it. I don't know. The far forward... Current that was it. The far, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, but it said only MCC spawns on, on the icon. Labs and Lighthouse? Is that correct? It only spawns it on Labs. It, it spawned on Lighthouse for a week. Okay. And then they stopped it. Hard to keep track of this. <laughs> At the beginning data. of 13.0. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's worth 10 points. Kill PMC wrote five. Headshot, additional two points. Kill a boss, five points. Dog tags are three points. Raider, two points. And then again, we have the value of the loot that's found in the raid 200,000 rubles equals one point. Um, and we have the same caveats. Uh, the labs will have three of these advanced current converters, and the cost again is one ruble. And yeah, I think that's kind of everything. Uh, everything else looks the yeah. same here. This is stage so. two. And then there's a final show match, which I think is separate from the previous two mm -hmm. stages. It's just kind of a fun for fun. But this is really interesting as well. Uh, one member for each team ranked from first to 16th place. So I guess people have to nominate their players within their teams to participate in this. Kind of interesting. Can't wait to see what drama ensues from that. I'm sure, everything will be fine. <laughs> Team members will choose uh, which of them will participate in the show match. Total of 16 people. One raid on a short line location in 30 minutes. All players respond in one location. One participant for each team. When entering a raid, a toxin debuff is placed on a player, which kills them after seven minutes. The airdrop drops a stimulant that removes the debuff and adds a new debuff that kills after four minutes. There are bosses on a location that are not involved in other stages. Airdrops come a minute and a half, a minute and a half before the end of the debuff cycle. Ten, seven, five, two, three, one crates with one stimulant per one airdrop. The player extracts from the location alive and kill the most PMC wins. If no one extracted alive and a player who killed the most PMC wins, there is only one extraction which opens twenty five minutes after the start of the raid. Uh, objective: extract from the raid alive and kill as many enemies as possible. Result, the player who extracted from the location alive and killed the most PMC wins the show match. If no one extracted alive, then the player who killed the most PMC wins. <sighs> so it's just one raid. You spawn in. You all spawn in together, which what? <laughs> all players respond in one location? What? Uh, you're poisoned. They mean location you... is in map, right? That's like the task. Oh, is that what they mean? Okay. map, isn't it? Because I was just like, you're... what? On but the shoreline my... location, they always write, BSG always writes that. Okay, alright, alright. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Alright, so yeah, we got, we got that cleared up. Uh, you got poisoned, 
You got seven minutes to find an airdrop. An airdrop uh, comes in. This is the kind of the huge part. When does it actually come in? A minute and a half before the end of the debuff cycle. Oh, okay. So it would come in at what? 5.30. The first airdrop would come. It drops 10 of them. 10 airdrops. I think I'm understanding this right. Mm. And then it's kind of like a Battle Royale-esque airdrop edition. If I'm understanding this right. So 5.30, 10 airdrops will come. There'll be 10 remaining survivors, and then seven, you know, after what, uh, another three and a half minutes? Oh, there's so many numbers. Whatever. It's gonna drop down from seven, after a few minutes, seven airdrops will come down, people have to fight over it, then five airdrops will come down, and it'll be three contestants, and then two contestants, and then one remaining person you gotta extract. And if no one extracts, whoever killed the most wins. So it's kind of an interesting mix of things. It's called, I think it's called like the crank event or something mm. from that one. Like this is pretty much that one rules or one event that they had not too long ago, but modified a bit. Very interesting. I hadn't actually read this. So this is the first time I'm reading through this one. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, I mean, this is like, it's, that's really hard, actually. Okay, so first things that come to mind. It's a little bit like, I don't know, like, do you guys do musical chairs? For, like kids' birthday parties? Mm-hmm, Is that mm-hmm. when you do that? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like that, right? Like, yeah. 16 people and 10, 10 drops come down, and then about 7, 5, 3, 2, 1. The second thought that comes to mind, you're not going to be able to hear anything through this whole <laughs> tournament. Yeah, I just imagined the... Planes. I could just, it's like in Rust when you throw, you could throw these airdrops. They'll drop like, uh, basically just call an airdrop, right? But they're little like canisters. So you'll have like a bunch of them and you'll just spam them out to get them all coming at once. And then you'll just see the planes <laughs> like fly through each other, crossing in the sky, dropping airdrops. That's what I imagine just the server like freezes for a whole 30 seconds and then the planes start stuttering across <laughs> each other. Flying at like, each other. Is there even is there even enough time? Uh, what do you mean? Thirty minute raid, right? So, yeah, <laughs> it's like, is this, see, it feels really tight to me. I think uh, yeah, so you've got toxin, right? So, because yeah, as you say, it's a it's a rehash of that end event that they did, and that end event was so good. Mm-hmm. But that was like based on you had to debuff for I don't know seven minutes or whatever. But then mm. bosses and scavs had the. Right, antidote, right, and then or to extend the timeout, and then you had to extract. Whereas this one, though, it's like you enter the raid, you're going to die after seven minutes, but the airdrop comes a minute and a half before the end of the debuff death cycle. So what does that mean? Like, is that yeah? So that's at five and a half minutes, but like it's got to drop down, and you've got to grab the crate, stab it in yourself, and then. The next one, you die in four minutes after taking it, right? On the second right. one, like like four minutes is is not long. Like you might not even be able to get across the map in four minutes. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like this seems like a, such a short time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, airdrop comes a minute and a half. I'm assuming it's after that four minute marker. Yeah. So is it like seven minutes, four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, right. but an hour, a minute and a half before that? So it'll right. it'll start. It'll come through at what? 
yeah, five and a half minutes and then ten and a half. I guess if it comes at the end of the death cycle, like actually four minutes, then you can start to stockpile a little bit. Well, this is the interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's so know, wait, many. No, that makes it worse. That makes it worse. That means you've actually got to really optimize your stims and do it like right at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, there's so many interesting aspects because like there's going to be 10 dropping right off the rip, right? And like, yeah. there's 16 well, you say players. That, but it's like five, five and a half minutes in, yeah. Yeah, but there's like, there's, there's 15 play. I mean, 16 players. So like, if you kill, if there's only nine players alive, that means there's one airdrop unaccounted for that you could like get. So now you have an oh, additional stim. Any players you kill that didn't take the stim, you get their stim. So there's a lot of like, True. There's a lot of different angles. Like it's not just about running to the um crates. Like it's You're gonna right. be interesting because now it's like <laughs> yeah. if I go to loot this crate, I might get shot at and die, but I need the crate to live. And then if you're the guy that's got like three stems on him from the guys you've just been killing, it's just like, you know, you don't have to do and there's a lot of interesting things about it. Oh, it's this. quite snowboardy. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. actually. Hmm. They're really snowball up, but then it's like again, you don't, you don't. I presume you don't know how many people is left alive, so yeah. like you could just come across an air drape, uh, an air crate that's been unaccounted for. It spawned in at the first wave, and you're on like wave two, or sorry, the last, the last final wave. Maybe like it's wave five or something. This like, is oh, gonna shit. be really fun to watch. Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, I just want to say, whoever came up with these rules. I don't know if it was a Twitch and how much Twitch involvement. Like, I could imagine some of the uh, people that don't like evasion stuff or like connect with Twitch. Whoever came up with this stuff, oh, chef's kiss. Like, this, this, now this is a tournament. This is a tournament. These rules are like, I mean, yeah, the crank one, really cool, but even these, these, uh, I don't yeah, the other days, those are good too. Yeah, these like this is. I mean, I'm gonna watch this. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna come out of this. I think it'll be cool. And it's only like I think it's like one day it's happening on or something. Let's see. Here's a schedule. Uh, just because Am's playing, Wellen. Hey, that's cool to see Wellen playing. Uh, Indra. Okay, so where's the NA only rip EU? <laughs> Guess what? It's NA only. <laughs> Why does EU That's keep not, getting screwed? This is just like, where, like EU, what's happened? Nothing for EU? Yeah. I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> where is the dates? I don't see the dates. I'm pretty sure it's over two days. And I think day one is the... There's just one day. I was like, it's, maybe it's just one day, the 16th. At 3pm EST. Because I think the first phase is supposed to be like a couple hours, and the second phase is supposed to be a couple hours, and third phase. But there's a prize pool, too, man. So we got stage one and two prizing. First place. Prizing per team, 900 bucks. Prizing per player, 300. Wait, what? <laughs> How big are the teams again? <laughs> Wait, what? Three players each. Oh, okay, that adds up. I thought it was four. Okay, the math wasn't adding up. Okay, yeah. So first gets 900, second gets 450, third gets 150, fourth gets zero. Oof, no, uh, no, what is that called? I don't know, figuring out who's, who's in third, whatever. Uh, overall points, leaderboard prize after two stages. 
What? What is what is this? Overall points leaderboard. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. Damn it, you're I'm supposed to be my you're supposed <laughs> to help me, damn it. I don't know. More I money don't know. is all I know. Mm. Wait. Yeah, okay. After two stages. Then this one says stage one to stage two pricing. Overall leaderboard points. So maybe it's for the but it says per team. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's for stage one. Yeah, I, whatever. I can't make heads or tails of it. Someone else yeah, in we'll the comments and smarter than me than can. Okay, show match prize is five hundred in total to first place. And I don't know. I can't. It says team members, but it was like individual from each team. Whatever. I'm sure they got it figured out. Uh, it's all going to be fine. Yeah, this is cool, though. Yep. <laughs> He's. Uh, yep, yep, yep. No, I think this would be good to watch. Like, genuinely, it should be fun to watch. Yeah. How long do they say the first day is? So. Like the streets I, one. See, I think it's all in one day. I, I can't remember if it was one day or two days, but it's like like pretty is it? fast. Well, if you think about it, um, in each round, score as many as possible. So I don't know how many rounds it is. 14 to 1 raid up to six simultaneous raids because there's right. 24 teams. So... But I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know how really many raids say... they actually play. I'm not sure. Oh, two hours. I see right here, schedule, two hours. This is right in front okay. of me, I was staring at it. Two hours uh, for stage one and stage two, and then, obviously, yeah, the uh, event is just the, the show matches, 30 minutes. So that's a total of... Wait, two hours and for and hours. stage one and stage two? Yep. So, like, stage one is two hours, and then stage oh. two is two hours. Oh, I see. Yeah. I wonder then whether they're doing like, because it doesn't actually say what the timer is for Streets, for example, but if Streets is 40 minutes, then I guess you play three rounds. Because it says here, if the whole team dies, they wait for the end of the round, they participate in the next round. So everyone like queues in together all at once, I think. That's a good point. It's not like the Punisher or whatever, where you're just like continuously cycling through and then, you know, when there's four, four teams, it'll go. It seems like you all wait and then you all go again. Mix I mean, that's random probably... teams again. It's probably a good thing, honestly. Cause... Yeah, I think it's good, especially with a small number of teams like this. Yeah, and then it's not like how many can you cram in. It's like do your best in each raid. I think it's I good. would, I would hate for something to be like, you know, one of your teammates dies, and it's like the decisions being made. Okay, should we all just suicide so we could try again in a fresh raid? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm. Yeah, it makes weird incentives if you do it that way. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I'm glad it's like, no, like we're a team, we're a unit. You know, we got to do this. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. So that's uh, it. But rippy you. Rippy you, man. <laughs> 2x. Oh, man. Oh, dear. Um, okay, so. Let me. Should we read a comment? Sure. Okay. I picked this one out recently, and I do not mean to pick on the person. So I will omit their name, but I think the comment's kind of interesting in the sense that... Well, I'll just read it. Okay, so adding armor hitboxes will level the playing field. You're no longer almost invulnerable to Timmy with his low-pin ammo. The game is no longer about being a loot coomer. <laughs> Can we... Is that allowed? 
Spotify, if it's not allowed, just send us a, a, a legal notice. Okay, so and <laughs> obsessing over armor classes and ammo pen. It returns to being a hardcore tactical shooter where you are completing whatever objectives you set out for yourself rather than trying to kill everyone and stuff yourself with as much loot as possible. It will suck people who, people who are here for the looter shooter, but it will be amazing for us who want a hardcore, realistic tactical shooter as promised. If all guns become meta, that is a good thing, IMO. So, leveling the playing field. Break it down. First point. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> right? I, I agree. Mean, if, if you're kind of just like... Uh, it's... Uh, I would like... How would you say it's leveling the playing field, you know? It's, it's like- leveling the playing field in the way that <laughs> patch 14 is now announced. We have replaced the entire ammo and hitbox system with a dice rolling competition. When upon mm. locking eyes with another PMC, two dice appear in each of your hands. You roll it and whoever gets the higher number wins. I would say that's how it feels in practice. I know I'm being facetious. I don't want to come as an asshole, you're... but like, there's an element of that in there, right? You've, sure, but I don't think it's that far of a stretch because it just, in my experience, playing on the SP branch, I could not tell when I was hitting them in, in the armor and not shooting mm-hmm. them. Like I'm just, you're just shooting in their, you know, vicinity. Ideally, their center mass or their head, but like, you know, the head's a little more differential than a shoulder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like collarbone i don't know it it just feels a little too i, I just too RNG. But, but let me tell you i could tell when i was on the receiving end when i did get shot in the chest that yeah. i could feel and that felt really bad so <laughs> let's say it was definitely a one-sided street or a one-way street there uh you're no longer vulnerable to timmy and his low panama the game is no longer being a luke cooper assessing over armor class and ammo pin. To be fair, there is a lot of obsession about ammo class and armor pin. There is. Rightfully so, though. <laughs> it's kind of how the exactly, game... because of the Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So this is the thing, like, I don't think anything that they've said is actually wrong. Yeah. I, I too am a Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Clip it. Clip it. <laughs> I agree. Mm. Uh... Yeah, I mean, these, these are true. Okay, so it turns out to be a hardcore tactical shooter where you're completing whatever objectives you set out for yourself rather than trying to kill everyone and stuff yourself which, with as much loot as possible. Oh, man, hardcore tactical shooter, am I right? Back in the good old days when we had uh, no medical animations. Really hardcore tech. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The thing I wanted to say here was... The idea that you're... You know, the statement here is you are completing whatever objectives you set out for yourself, right? And trying to kill everyone stuff yourself with as much loot as possible. Is that not an objective you set out for yourself? Is kind of my thing. Yes. I think the issue is, is that, yeah, that ends up becoming the objective because there's nothing else in the game that, for you to actually do, right? It's the most, it's the most interesting part of the game. Uh, the in the end game is the PvP and trying to min max your loot as much as possible to take it out as much as you can. It's kind of what you're incentivized to do, right? Right. Um, I suppose just because you could just loot. That's like the matter of making money. But like in order to have fun, you kind of want to PvP and min max other people's stuff. Thing is, though, 
it will change the game significantly. And yeah, right now it is probably like Tarkov is more arcadey than people expect. I think especially at the top end. Like if you just yeah. told about the game and you saw the trailers, whatever, like you wouldn't expect the emerging gameplay to be how it is, really. So again, there's there's a truth here where you know cover becomes more important or picking fights becomes more important because like if you're at the top level like you don't ever really pick fights like sometimes like you pick your spots or your angles or whatever and like reposition and stuff but like there's very rarely that i would see a top player be like you know oh there's three dudes like i'm not actually gonna fight them like to be oh, fair i do yeah. see them i do see people avoid fighting low-geared people in general they go oh, i'm not even gonna yeah. bother fighting because he's got like you know he's got an svt and that's it he has everything, I to, gain, have everything to lose mentality yeah and i do see that sometimes but this brings more of that to the game i mean as we've discussed before, like I don't think it's good for the progress because because Tarkov is all about progression, really. Largely, that's what keeps, so, yeah. that's why yeah that's what keeps people so invested in the game, right? And I do think removing that is bad. I think like that is not as good, but yeah, you it's it's, it's hard, isn't it? Right? It's like trying to balance. This. We've talked about this for literal years, and we've had people on the podcast about it about you know the Juggernaut meta versus the Mosin Man meta. You know how do you bridge the gap between somebody starting day mm-hmm. one and somebody with all the end game stuff? Whilst keeping the progression, but still allowing somebody who's level one to kill somebody who's level fifty, like that's the the tricky part about balancing Tarkov. And like, you can always shoot them in the legs. You can always shoot them in the face. That's typically the way that it's been balanced, right? You could all, you can always hit the guy in the face with the Makarov, and with the Ultim being banned and no one really wearing face shields anymore, that's like probably as true as it's ever been. Do we want to push that further? My personal opinion is no. Yes, sometimes you are almost invulnerable to Timmy with the low Panama if they hit you in the, like, the stomach and the chest over and over and over and over and over again. But it only takes one shot to the face to die. So, I don't unless know. Unless like, it's a round, yeah. Unless it's what? <laughs> MP7. The, the yeah, unless AP. it's the APSX. But, but he yeah, shouldn't that's have, like... if he's a true Timmy. Like, Timmy here, in my mind, is like, you don't have flea market. Because once you got flea, yeah. you get tons of options. Like, now you can, like, get leg mana ammo. All of a sudden, you know, you just like triple your mm-hmm. value, your you know, your things that you're selling instead of selling traders, which you're probably still going to want to do. But there's anyways, you know what I'm saying? There's a bit yeah, of a I different mean, tier, like, you know, one through 14 is a yeah, true Timmy, totally whereas like 15 is like, eh, you're basically halfway there, you know? Yeah, especially now. Right. You can at level 14, you can buy five, six, eight, one now. So it's like, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. You still have to do the peacekeeper thing. You have to know to do it, right? You have to know to do the dollars and right, right. blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, it's theoretically possible. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't really like that leg meta is one of the most plausible ways for low levels to kill high levels. Like, I've never... Re- it's, just, it's a bit of a silly mechanic, but it's a, again, it's a weird emergent mechanic out of the way that the game functions. I mean... Mm, I'm just what? I'm just not really sure how you do it in this in a way because I I think the and this is kind of what I think has always been the case. Um I think the priority here in terms of game design is realism. Not gameplay is secondary. Because like there's so many different ways you could go about from gameplay perspective. But it doesn't seem that that's the incentive here, right? Like, did they? Unless I'm completely off bases, and they absolutely want to make it so that 
there's more variance, perceivable variance, I guess, per perceptive variance. Um, I guess either way you slice, I'm not even saying random, but just like variance mm. itself is being added. Okay, okay. I mean, okay, how about, how about this for an argument, right? We're, okay. now, we're now all for the armor hitbox system. Mm -hmm. right, we're all for it. Because what was this? Gonna be, this is going to be great for the game. Mm -hmm. Because Timmy will actually be able to kill you more easily as a right. high-tier player, but your armor selection will also save you more often. However, you have to, the, the issue here is about, it's about variance of outcome. And the, the situations that we're concerned about in particular typically is high damage and binary outcomes. That, those are typically the problems that we're worried about, right? We're worried about super performance to the like side the, to the underneath yep. of the armpit. That's what we're really concerned about. We're actually not really that worried about like the current meta ammo, like M905, Golnik, like that kind of thing. Because for ammo that's like low damage, let's say right. under 40 damage. Yeah. For example, you still have to hit somebody three times on the thorax, unarmored, to kill them. Mm -hmm. If they've got, let's say, they've got unobtainium class 1000 armor on. Right. And it is random, as we say, and the coverage is about half, right? We're just we're going to make some approximations. That means that your gun now will kill your opponent in six shots rather than three. Mm -hmm. So they're still killable. And you don't get this, like, you know, I shot them 15 times and they didn't die anymore. You now get a, th a six shot, whereas the person with unobtainium bullets is still a three hit. You see, so it actually, it actually is decreasing that range of shots dramatically now. So I, this brings me back to, okay, well, what are we concerned about? Okay, well, we're concerned about people just getting one-tapped by, like, stupid ammo that's never really been an issue before because we had full coverage. But now you can like get one tap to the and it's really the thorax because on the head like you die pretty much any time you get hit anyway, so, and it and it pens. Um, and there's already and there's already segregated head hitboxes, so it's literally it's about the thorax. It's literally about the thorax. All that matters here and about high damage arm, uh, ammo. So we come back to your idea, which I've actually not seen anybody else talk about other than your Twitter post on it. Interestingly, which was increasing the thorax HP. Oh yeah, I was like, what, what is he talking about? Yeah. So combine the slight increase in thorax HP to allow you to survive like more dumb stuff, and maybe some tweaks to some things like slugs and stuff. I, I, I don't really know how that would how that would function. There's all, there's going to be some weird outliers here, but with those things taken care of, actually you could argue it's sort of RNG anyway. But if you add an RNG element in, then it's less about armor class and armor pen, and it's about armor class and armor pen for a percentage of shots, and then. For the other percentage, it's, you know, a free-for-all. So it just starts to decrease that, like, oh, I killed him in three hits to 15 hits, depending on what ammo I'm using, and now it's three hits to six hits, depending on what ammo I'm using. I mean, I would I say... I think a, there's an argument there that, make, that makes it work. But yeah, these fringe outliers are still the concern. At least a third of the ammo in the game, judging by my wiki scrolling, uh, and this includes Buckshot as well, so that's a little... That's another topic, but at least a third of the overall ammo in a game can one-tap you in a thorax. At Most least. of them are slugs, though. Most of them are shotgun shells. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shotguns, yes, indeed. Slugs, and... What's a non-slug called? I don't know, Buckshot? Yeah, I guess Buckshot. Um, yeah. But, like, War Mage, for example... Do you, do you know... <laughs> 
You ever heard of a round called War Mage? Battle yep. Mage. The, the, war, the War Mage, yeah. It, it war, exists. War uh, it has 88 damage. Only mm. 3 pin, though. But, I mean, okay. Uh, 357 Magnum FMJ, 88 damage. Uh, TTK, I'm sorry, TKM AP, 336 AP round. Uh, 300 Blackout Whisper, uh, FMJ, 336. Uh, SBBT from the Mosin, uh, R37F from the P90. I mean, a lot of these are like really bad pin rounds, right? Besides the AP one. Yeah, this is um, the thing, right? When you look through, like the stuff, yeah, the stuff that concerns me is basically just stuff you can fire like really quickly. Because you look through and you see like yes. 338 Lapua Magnum Tac X. It's like, okay, whatever, right? If you aim a shot and you shoot them and they've got no armor there and they die, like whatever, it's a bolt action. But yeah, it's things like, as you said, it's things like flechette that just like scare the bejesus out of me because that's already <laughs> really good, and things like um, various slugs and putting them in a one five three, and then even, um, even yeah, the... and then like uh, God, what else? Like you know, forty five rip, nine mil rip, yes. like that just yes. gets like bullet hosed out of guns. Yes, and the and the P ninety, the the F rounds for the P ninety. Yeah, because you only need one. You just need mm. one bullet to land and so, they're unarmored so this is where if the rest of the coverage is three or two it will be balanced for the most part and if be okay three or what do you mean coverage is like three plus or two. three or two so say like everywhere else is plus oh, two and then your place right. is five that'll right. be okay it's it this is all going to come down to whether areas are entirely unprotected on different armors and yeah. what the options are that's where i'm going to yeah. stand on it for the time being if you can cover your the whole hitbox with class two, like they've made some approximations and like under the armpit is class two on something with side, for example. That would help a lot. We'll see. I mean, it will completely. I don't even know how you do that, because would that even have an armor class? I assume it would. It can it be repairable? Probably. I guess it'll be an yes, innate, but it'll be an be innate a, like thing about the actual. Plates, right. Yeah, it'll just be, be, like just be innate. innate to the armor. Yeah. Yeah, and that could that could be a good solution because that is my concern. Is like, yeah, as you say, you just take these high rate of fire rounds and like you just essentially jiggle your mouse and spray, <laughs> and they'll die eventually unless there's like some huge meta armor. But the worst case for me is the buckshot, dude. Ah, dude, it was like so annoying. You just get mm -hmm. shotgun by, and, and it's like, oh, it just hit. Like it's it's shotguns are already. Like variants, right? Because they spread the the buckshot, and typically in games, what they'll do is they won't. In a lot of classic shooters, they won't have COD does this. I think for the most part, they won't have multipliers on like head hitboxes because it's it's you're to me it makes sense. You're not uh, like it sucks on one hand because when you're really close, you can shoot them in the head. You're not getting any bonus points, whereas like. Uh, you know, ideal. Uh, what's the word? I guess you know. You're you realistically, you would think you would, right? Like I, or you're trained to do that. Hmm. But in the opposite case, when you're far away and shooting them, it's gonna really suck when one pellet hits, like for the receiving guy, hits their head and they die instantly from far away. Hey, what do you know? We have that experience in dark, <laughs> and it sucked. So to kind of mitigate that, they remove the, the multiplier for the head, where it's just this general idea, you're shooting at them, and you're at the mercy of the RNG. You don't really have the the double good RNG roll, you know? All the 
the pellets hit them, but it also hit him in the head, so I got the one tap. Mm. So, same thing applies here. Now it's like one or two pellets. Like, what? What's Magnum Buck? Is it thirty-five? Oh, it's fifty. Well, so you just need two. You just need two out of eight to hit him in the gaps. And what about a sharp ten out of the KS twenty-three? And it's like you. And the thing about the buckshot, you gotta remember, it's not just one bullet. It's like a wave and it's going to spread out so it's going to hit their arms right so like if the arms mm-hmm. blacked from one and they hit by another one in the arm it's going to hit their chest and if one hits their chest they're going to like i mean i don't know the math here but like you can see what i'm getting at and the worst the most egregious one of all is flechettes because it's like it's literally covers everything you cover flesh damage you cover armor gaps you cover armor it's just you just point and shoot and it, it just works Giga. it just works you know what's going to be even worse about Flechette now? What? Like, the, what's what's bad about Flechette at the minute is that the blacked out like splash damage and the fact that it's like lower compared to the other ones means that like arm absorbs, armor absorbs, like all of that kind of stuff, like lowers down the damage. And it's actually quite hard to hit somebody in the head after probably like fifteen meters or something. But now, I suspect so your armor now has a durability, right? But it's one durability for the whole armor. When you've got the plate system, that durability is going to be cut into four different pieces, front, back, and the two sides. Right. What that means, though, is that when you get shot from one direction, <laughs> it's as if your armor is going to be like a quarter of the durability that it is. So, yeah. I, so I wonder if Flechette will just literally just like one-tap you straight through class four plates now. Because it will do that with some armors. Because it goes like, you know, it's like one, two, three, wait, four, wait, five. Because Flechette is sequential, right? And it calculates sequentially. It calculates dart one, dart two, dart three, and the armor. So say before your armor was 80 durability. Now your armor is 20, 20, 20, yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. Oh my God, that sounds you get so shot, bad. You get shot from the front with the shed. <laughs> no, no, take two of them, back. Two of them hit Thorax anyway, so that's going to be 50. Oh no. And then the, and then the other six, you know, or the two of them hit the plate. One of them takes it to 10, the other one pens and you die. <laughs> Surely not. Surely they're going to rework the whole thing and it's going to be like, if it was originally 80, it's going to be like 40 all around. Uh, I don't know, man. Probably not 80 all around, but I'm. I, if it's I would not, think though, if it's not, to, the TTK oh. is going to get even shorter, by the way. Yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to do something. There's no way. OK, if they don't, if they just flip, flip the switch where all of a sudden we have armor hitboxes and, and no one will be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, They're, what were you gonna say? Nah, they got they gotta do something. Like you can't just take a hundred armor and then be like, oh yeah, we're gonna divide this up by four. So each plate has twenty-five and it's gonna get instantly broken. Like it's gonna get instantly dropped below fifty percent when it absorbs one bullet. Like it's just uh, they gotta they gotta give more to the armors. Like we're taking away a pretty big thing. They gotta do something in the that is true, balance, right? right? Especially if you've got like, like gaps in the something. armor and stuff. Like maybe they do buff them all up a lot. Because again, back to our original, original point is like it's just like to me, it feels like we're just adding realism for the sake of realism, which is fine if that's your gig. But for me, I don't. It's like graphics. I don't really care all that much about graphics. Mm. You know, Battle Bits—they've been doing a lot of updates to the uh, the game itself and like balance patches. Which I've been I've been playing a little bit of, which is nice to see. So I think that game's pretty fun. I've played but, that um, a little bit actually. Yeah, you should check it out. I mean, it's I haven't like fully kept up with it, but they've like reworked guns that were like completely 
useless effectively and they just recently reworked recoil attachments and stuff so it's it's Mm -hmm. you know it's cool i was messing around with it but uh anyways yeah it just it just feels like we're just you know assuming they don't do anything they just like i said flip the switch for like check mark divide 80 by four check mark armor hit zones now you know it just feels like we're just doing realism for the realism not really valid gameplay because for me personally as a gamer i like gameplay that's what i value the most it's in the word game (laughs) but no i can really see i can see it working if the thorax hp goes up a bit i actually can that's an option what you said and if the plates are like high durability, yeah, because if they're only going to work some of the time, like when they get shot, you want them to actually do the job, right? Like, yeah, keep the penetration thresholds the same as they are now, right? So class four will block something right. that's lower than 35. That's fine. But maybe the durability is they're all like, you know, 200 each or something. Because like if you can get shot through the side, then that's going to suck. It's just, yeah, it's these like fringe things that are annoying. It's like, they're just trying to balance like, oh, well, now the durability is really high. Now if the coverage is too high, then it's impossible for somebody to kill you again. And then you've got these weird situations with the high damage slugs and whatever. So yeah, I mean, if you if you took yeah, if you've got like if you don't have anything that's unarmored, I think this is my final like overall take on this thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything that's unarmored and everything's got some armor at least, like plus two or, or whatever, when you put that on, then I think it might be all right ish. I mean, flechette's still probably an issue, but like yeah, looking through the list of the the top to bottom like you were doing, again, it's only piranha and flechette that even have like <laughs> double digit pens. Mm-hmm. Until you get down to, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. Then it would block, like, Barricada Slug. Well, that's fair enough. That's fine. Same with 50 BMGs. That's okay. Lapua, that's fine. Um, Custom Light Slug. Again, that's 20. That would pen through that. So there might be some specific slugs that might be an issue. But we'll have to, you know, we'll just have to see about that. And then, yeah, things like the the .45 Rip would get blocked. 9mm Rip would get blocked. Um... Magnum would get blocked. Then you're into things like Ultra Nosler, which is like, yeah, it's like 15 pen through class two. Like that's that's a 30% or whatever. And that would one shot you. But that's kind of okay because it's 716 NATO. So like as as you move up the power of the, the calibers, I feel like it gets like more more okay. And if you don't hit those parts, then you're not gonna go through at all. So it's one of those things where if it's done in a sensible way to balance it, you you'll still have some weird uh you'll still have some weird points where there's gonna be an issue. Yeah, and no matter what they do, there's going to be some, you know. Yeah, so you're not just going to be able to adjust. like you're not you're not just going to be able to spam 300 whisper at somebody and just have them fall over. Uh, not unless you get lucky. Yeah, so like that's HP, that's fine. TCW, <laughs> but that's like that's another not another. Well, the one the one round you're looking for is going to be a 308 or a 762 by 54 R round. Because you get the best of both worlds. You get high damage and high pin. Which is kind of like what the flechette round is and why it's irritating. Because it's high flesh and... I wouldn't say high pin, but a good pin. But it's also a spread. But like something like the, you know, LPS even, or... But I think those are okay because of the guns. Yeah, they shoot slow, right? Yeah, and it's a single because so, that's what I that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about somebody just loading up like you know flesh rounds in the MPX, the MP5, the P90, like these kind of guns, and just oh, yeah, hosing sure. you from a long range and just like getting a one tap randomly. Yeah, that's going to so, be super annoying. <laughs> yeah, so if like that's the thing, if everything has a class two, 
at least across everything and there are no unarmored parts i mean there probably will be some unarmored but at least if there's an option to have an armor with like if you choose the thing with like the open sections that are completely open like that's on you right whereas if there are choices that give you plus two everywhere at least and then you know some enhanced parts elsewhere then at least you block like 99 percent of the issues like, as we said, Flechette is probably still, still a problem, but I can't, there's not really anything else in here that's that much of an issue. Like, each one that I go, oh, this looks problematic, I'm like, oh, it's either a shotgun slug, which is like, yeah, that's kind of like self-balanced in some sense, because people don't really like using the shotguns that much. It blocks all the buckshot stuff, like all of the rip rounds, whatever, and then everything below that is below 85. So it's kind of like, yeah, well, it's like single shot, like Magnum HP, you don't need to balance that, because it only goes in the revolver, so it's kind of whatever. There's not that many things like, yeah, 366 FMJ, like that I mean, can do it. But again, there's two guns for that, so it's balanced on the guns. Like, outside, yeah, outside of the shit, I think it might be all right. Uh, if the armor choices are correct. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ifs for me. There man. Are. I just feel like they got to do more than just flipping two switches, you know. Just, you got to do either buff the thorax, give, you know, a base material class one even class two i'll take it i don't either sell something man mm. i just i just you know how many scavs are gonna just one tap me with like uh not eko whatever fmj or whatever just like random ass uh, rbphbt in their mosin like just some really annoying i just wear like a class two jumper or something this is that. the thing like one tapping never feels good um Correct. And it, but if I it's sh- in the I head, well, let me, then you accept it, right? That's right. the caveat I will that, give, right? If you get shot in the why? head, you're like, fine. Because it why? feels skilled. It's hard exactly. to hit Exactly. It's like, I know that he put in the work and the effort to do that. But when a freaking AI scab with buckshot does it... Okay, first of all, it's AI. But like when a player does it with buckshot from 500 meters away, I'm just like, bro. <laughs> no. No, man. That's what I'm worried about. Is yeah, like, like you rolled the the accent. Like you didn't do that on purpose. Like you just spammed exactly. at me and you rolled like, the accidental like win. It, it's one of the things I love about Marvel Snap. So many times is like, there's sometimes there's just really stupid metas and stupid cards uh, that don't get tweaked yet. Um, but even so, there are times where people will make like I had this guy made this play on the other day, and I was just like, you know what? That was a good play. Like. <laughs> I can I can accept that I got completely wrecked there because that was like that was a skillful play. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of it for uh, for that. That was that was a fun little yeah. How about good? Keep that was good. sending in the comments. Don't forget you can send us a if you want us to play your message on the recording, the podcast. You can send us all over at. Anchor.fm, which it might be Spotify. There's a link in the YouTube description. You can check it out from as soon as the message. You can do that as well. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think we're running out of time. Um, perhaps next so. week. Yeah. I'll talk about my despair. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about Church's copium next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or gotta gotta refuel. Gotta. Sending that order to Amazon. <laughs> Refuel. <laughs> but with that, cool. We'll wrap it up. As always, thank you for tuning in. See you all next week.